The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Here we are, born to be kings, we're the princes of the All right, it is 9.03, the 12th of June, 2020. Dick and Skippy is on the air. Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com worldwide. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And of course, our Facebook live stream at Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy slash live. Feel free to join us. Right there, comment, like, do all that cool stuff right there. Our t- today's guest, we got Joe from Joe's Italian and Conroe. So I haven't got your mic up. I told you when I do intro, I talk and do everything. I'm going to over talk. Oh, wow. I'm I know loud. you. I know, you. Hot. I know I got you. You're just I'm really hot. loud. I'm hot. But I don't want anyone interrupting me while I'm trying to do six things at once. So I'm having you added to that. It's easily I can take you out of the equation. <laughs> I brought you into this radio show. I can take so, you out of it. So uh, welcome to today's show. We're going to be hanging out till about 10 o'clock till Joe comes in. And I, I heard a little bird say he's going to bring some food, which is interesting because I never had pasta at 10 a.m. But It's always pasta o'clock. Well, here's the thing. The missus and I, the missus and I, we couldn't wait any longer. So we actually went out to Jose's Via Italia last oh, night. Oh, yeah? And had some amazing food. I had this salmon dish that was just Staggeringly good. You get to turn that down. Yeah, man. I'm working on that. Sorry, but that's uh, you know, thanks for ruining but I want more. that for you. No, no. See, I didn't eat any pasta last night. I just had the salmon and. Well, I've no idea. I'd be hil- it'd be hilarious if he's bringing the exact same dish you had last night. <laughs> I'm so and good you're with stuck that. With it. We're not trading. I am so good with that. They're, they're, they got this veal dish that's just mouth watering. What is veal? Is it baby lamb? Yeah. So how do they know? How do you know if it's baby lamb just because of the size? If it can't count beyond ten. Then you kill no, but it. seriously, like, how do you know as a, a as a patron, like, how do you know if that's veal? It has that, a particular texture and flavor to it, opposed to like a grown lamb. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You lamb killer. Sorry, I, I I know I have vegan and vegetarian friends, and I know that my my love of veal. You know, is veal an Italian thing, or is that just like a? I feel like that's a, a European thing. It's it's well, probably Greek more than anything. Greek. Wherever probably there's European, lambs, right? yeah. No, it's Mediterranean. No. Okay, I have no idea. I, I, I kind of I'm very ignorant when it comes to anything. Well, over, there's America over and there's a body else. of water. I'm like, it's over to the east, right? All right. If it ain't America, it doesn't all matter. All the same. But do you know what they do at Jose's? Uh, they serve food. They do, but also wine. They will also bring the dessert. Is pretty much every time I've eaten there, and I uh, maybe I shouldn't say this because I don't know if it's his thing. We always they always bring us a slice of like tiramisu or something on the house for dessert. 
Yeah. Well, maybe just on the house. Good, maybe they love that. me. I don't know. But I don't know if it's a thing. But this is a place I just love very much. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. And that's one reason why we're, we I wanted Joe to come in because he's very community-oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of smells what the people need sometimes, and he helped out a lot of first responders. Uh, he created great opportunities for our leaders to get some spotlight. I mean, I, I don't know how many videos I saw at Joe's of all the famous – you know, county judges, d- d- district oh, attorneys. Wait, we may be, are we talking about two different places now? Yeah, we're talking about Joe's right here. What are you talking about? Jose's Via Italia. I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, man, that's because I asked you the one that's, that's on the, it's a house on the outside. No, I didn't mean that. Yeah. No, I meant the one Frazier. Well, dang it. Well, good. Well, no, this is good. That way but I get to not expand remember the conversation my... we talked about where they had all those political signs. Yeah, but I hadn't been up here, so I didn't know where the sign. Oh, was. you're a Woodlands boy, so that's you're... right. Well, 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 good. I get to expand. Well, now, now I've, I, you know, let me backtrack just a little bit. Jose's is most excellent. I can't wait to try Joe's to compare because that bar said hi with Jose's. So, Joe, if you're listening, you got to bring it. Well, my you friends. got competition within the, you know, a couple, three square miles. Yeah. So, apologies for for going off on the wrong thing. Uh, thanks, Dennis, for catching. I think that's really funny, me Dennis. On that. And I'm glad you. I thought he was just saying Jose's to be clever. No. And I was like, I thought it was Joe, but I don't really know his full name. Like, I don't. Okay. So, well, I don't, I've never had uh, Joe's, I don't think. So, so Joe won't do the, I don't know, I don't think Joe does the, the free dessert. My bad. Well, maybe he does now because I opened my mouth. Here we go, guys. <laughs> okay, let's change gears really, before I get into really, trouble. Yeah, you really just screwed it up. You screwed the pooch, as they That's say. That's what happens when you don't do your due diligence. So, and I don't know how you got that confused with Joe and Ho- Jose's. Like, Dude, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Caucasian I've been boy. Joe's. Well, Jose is Spanish for Joe, and I never said Joe's via. Well, I did. That's that's so, the thing. This whole time I've been saying, who knew in a tiny town Italian. of Conroe they would have two Joe's Italian restaurants <laughs> right next to each other? Uh, but no, we're gonna have Joe in. He did a lot for the community uh, by serving first responders. I don't know how many meals totally gave out, but I think what's important is. As a person in a community, he did what he thought he could do to help the community by giving free meals to awesome. during the COVID first responders. Uh, I don't know if he did anything for protests or anything, but you know, something's been really bothering me. And I know I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want our I want our listeners' input on this because I I still don't understand how we don't hold each other accountable. For this COVID message of staying at home, don't spread the coronavirus, and then unfortunately there is a scenario like a protest, regardless of what protest, like how are we okay with people going out? Like why isn't there anybody going like, hey, you know, you know, protesting is a wonderful thing, a pastime of America, whatever. Well, we've been talking about staying at home. I can actually give kind of both sides of this. No, I don't. I don't think you can. I don't really well, don't, don't, I don't think you can justify it. I really don't. First, first off, many people, unless unless the corona stuff included, isn't that big of a deal, and I've been totally misunderstanding well, everyone telling me what's going on. Many people, so myself included, that really bother. It really, I, I, mean, I get that. I mean, like, because you're seeing all these people out in the street, and they're like, "Oh, they're wearing masks." I'm like, that still doesn't mean that it's going to be okay. Well, like, you can put it in perspective the mayors that have been allowing the protests were the ones that were saying. Those who wanted to go to the mall early were serial killers, basically. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just so there's that, and that's why. So there, there's that school of thought where okay, this is highly. Uh, well, even today, like there's no, there's zero 
their their zero awareness I see either from the like on social media or me like all my social media is covered with protests mm-hmm. and it's not it's no longer hey I went to H E B did you see that S O B with you know without a mask can't believe it I mean like yeah there's that but in regards to why the protests were permissible to said well they're not officials, per- they're, they're not permissible to scrutiny because to me oh they are don't don't get me wrong but again this is what I don't particularly track with. But I, I, I get it because I've been asking questions for the same thing. The scale of being able to hit the mall and protesting against a great social injustice allows those protesters to say, we're not talking about going to the mall. We're talking about saving lives. Okay, And so... It's. I don't want to say it's comparing apples to oranges, but it's. No, no, I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm. I'm taking out the context of what the protest is about. I'm saying people are gathering. If there was a protest against anything else, then yeah, I think. Well, they did. No that. one. They, pro- they talked about the media talked about the protests against opening up or for opening. Like I can't believe these people would go out and protest during this epidemic. And then literally another type of protest. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think it's amazingly two faced. Within a week, and they're like. Oh well, this is such a great moment in American history. I'm like, man, how are we like? And well, on the elected officials, I agree, it's com- completely two faced. But for yeah. those doing it, I understand why. Two weeks ago, I had many friends saying, "There's no know. way I'm rubbing shoulders with anyone else because I don't want to catch COVID." I, I just too it, caring so I think much it's about this. Going to be nuts to see because, like, you, you know, you know those scientists people who are really concerned about the coronavirus over the past three months. It's just like, what do we say now? Because if we say anything on a mass scale about They're not. They're waiting. They're I, waiting five to 15 days know, from the last. Like, you know they're going, what are these idiots doing? Like, we were almost we we're almost getting there where everyone understood about being safe and doing all this stuff. And it's like, regardless, some world event happened. Everyone has to be in the streets for two weeks. Well, there were experts who did say that. In fact, I was one, yep. I'm not an expert, but I was one of the first ones. And I got smacked down so hard by certain people who were like, well, I then you like, just I know it's a controversial topic, but I mean, like I, that just blows my mind how quickly we can transfer the, the one end of the spectrum because like I get you, everyone always says, Oh, I, you know, I, I respect the protest, but, but this to me is, this is more important than going, but it's like, are, do we, what are we supposed to do as human beings when we're facing what I understood was a epidemic? Mm-hmm. And a pandemic. A it, pandemic it, or whatever cross, the, whatever the, the, fear, the fear word is. And I think that just, it just blows my mind that we're just like, it's, it, it's as if, it's as if everyone really wasn't listening in the first place. And then everyone just needed an excuse to get out. Well, it's showing what matters to people, and I'm not saying that judgmentally, but, you know, if you felt, I felt strong enough that if I could have protested peacefully, I would have. I I feel about the issue. I didn't um, for numerous reasons, but I get that. Now, obviously, I'm not a fan of, you know, but I would have been fully masked. I I, I don't think the mask has, even if you're Lysol masked up, you can't control what's going on in an environment when you're that close to people. Absolutely, and it's a risk I would have taken, much like, you know, technically coming to the radio station every these mornings is a risk. I'm willing to take it. So everyone's willing to take a risk just for certain things. Yeah. 
I take fair I take enough. the I take the risk for you to be here I with mean, you. I mean, fair enough. If it were someone else sitting there, well, not let's me. say let's say like this. Say it's this like third week into it, and the radio station happened to be located like in the middle of a mall, mm-hmm. you know, and so you had to get around to hundreds of people to get here. Would you be a little bit more hesitant about coming in? No, as long as I followed all security safety protocols and expected others to as well. I've been to the mall. I've been to the Woodland. Well, mall. I mean, not two weeks in. Well, right. true, but just the other day. Well, exactly. we're still supposed to be are doing we, our What are we supposed to be doing right now? Well, it depends what county you're in. Uh, you know, Harris County, Lena, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo has just issued a, a color-coded alert system. Man, I like that. It's, and I'm telling you. And then what's, what sucks about it is you know those with a, a wide audience won't talk about if the virus, is, if the virus gets worse because it will directly connect to the past, you know, two weeks of protests. Because you know in like a week from now when they're like, oh, did That's you That's what the experts are know? waiting on. Yeah. They, they need to see the numbers come in. Uh, actually, uh, listener Mike just piped in. Mike's a former uh, producer of a news station. So, you know, when he speaks, I listen. And he says, uh, public health advisories don't trump, no pun intended, the right to peacefully assemble. And so that's, so legally, yeah, you're, you're dead bang on, Mike, Michael, but, um, I'm also talking about the justification, the personal. Well, what bothers me is, you know, if you lived in Harris County, they were they were trying to figure it out for a couple of weeks about, and we had Dan Zintek where he goes, they're making these rules, but they're going to say who's going to prosecute, who's going to get mad at somebody, like who who's expected to arrest this. Well, dude you for saw not this amazing picture of HPD Chief Acevedo marching with the protesters, which was very powerful. It was. The, the photographer was very low on the ground and shooting upwards. And next to him, he's hugging on to a woman who's very distraught and very not masked by Lena Hidalgo's own uh, executive order. Yeah. That woman should have been cited right then by him for not wearing a well, mask. That's what I'm saying. Find a thousand dollars. And I, I'm not, again, that has nothing to do with what the context of the protest is. I'm talking, it's amazing to me that we create this canvas of you know this pandemic rhetoric and then it's just saying you know what we're we're getting tired we don't really uh, care about this anymore we're literally within a couple days now when like, you say we dick i'm saying the the the, the person the average person well, the going average person, through it. but i gotta be honest the average person and ourselves i'll throw ourselves in the in this mix too are largely influenced our opinions are largely influenced on a day-to-day basis by what the headlines are yeah and so I'm not trying to say, oh, it's all the media's fault. But you see what I'm talking about? That for months now, we've been told with daily headlines, if you breathe air without a mask, you will die or you will kill. Or worse, vice versa. Worse, you really will know. kill someone. And, you know, then you have the CDC literally changes its positions every other day. It, it, it doesn't last on con- services. Oh, yes, it does. Masks don't work. Yes, they do. Maybe they do. Only N95s. You know, there's... We talked about this the other day. There's no clear single voice. And at a time like this, I really would expect that of my country's leader completely not getting that. You know, there is no single voice, especially the most powerful voice in the nation, which should be that nation's leader, should be able to say, listen, this is the, here's your daily briefing from me, very clinical. It's almost yeah. like the fireside chat that we used to have. I would. This is what we that. learned this week with yeah. the corona and me. And it's sorely lacking. Well, I mean, I think that's, and that's what kind of irks me about it is just, you know, you're going on a, you're going in a position every day where you're dealing with the lockdown and you, a lot of people lost their jobs. 
all this kind of chaos happened. And then something spawns from a, a, an outside source that to me was just counterintuitive to their original message. And you're kind of like, well, what do I do as a person? Like, As far as COVID protection goes, the protests are the antithesis. They're the exact opposite of everything. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, if I was a leader. like, <laughs> But uh, for a, the protesting against, you know, whether you want to call it Black Lives Matter or police overhaul or however you want to phrase what the protests were about because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of, well, it's called this, but it doesn't mean that, so forth and so on. But that protest is the antithesis. If you feel strong enough to protest on an injustice that's so great that you're willing to risk your life for it. Well, other, no, because I was told it's not our lives, it's the other lives we affect. True. So. True. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. That's why we but wear that a goes mask. Against, so they are indeed, the motivations are mutually exclusive. I mean, it, it's and again, it gets down to a personal moral. Well, or it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Well, yeah, and then you're kind of like, who cares? Because we'll talk about something in three weeks. It's I've noticed that yeah. not one person has been shamed by any other person on either side of the the aisle for someone saying I didn't protest because I didn't want to catch COVID. No one who was a protester said, "Well, you just don't care. You you I want blacks to did. die." Well, I'm talking about the people that matter. Oh, let me ask you this. So, you know, I'm a big conspiracy theorist kind of guy, and I like to read Absolutely. In stuff. And I want our I want our listeners to do some checking for me because I can't really find any hard evidence. Is Black Lives Matter organization is it a nonprofit or not? Yes, and it goes uh, it's run by something called Blue Life, I think, which is a major DNC um, So, is app. it is it a nonprofit or not? Yes. Okay, so there. Okay. Yeah, there's the Black Lives Matter organization, which is. So if I go to their website and donate, you'll be, you will be giving money effectively to the Democratic Party. I don't believe that. That that to me sounds that's, that's too but easy of a I'm conspiracy not, theory. No, no, no. It, well, here's too the thing. easy, man. It's, it's, never it's that too easy. much of a soundbite to say, well, you're just giving it to the Democrats now because the Democratic Party or the well, DNC well, happens well, to be wondering about this, this. Doesn't mean. It's not the money's not going to go to the right place. Well, I, I was wondering about this because you know I like to go on internet and, and you know, forum boards and all that kind of stuff. Reddit had a, a forum called "Ask Me Anything." Like my name is whatever. I've Ask heard about that. It usually blows up in the person's and, face. Yeah, there's been some famous ones for the actors and stuff where they're just they don't answer the question. They're just like there to promote the movie or whatever. Right. Well, the one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter went on there, and I read all her responses, and they like she doesn't really answer a lot of the like what I would figure a simple answer being like where are the funds going, mm-hmm. and she basically just says oh to cultural art projects, mm-hmm. and but it didn't say like where what city what you know that it's nothing mm-hmm. like that, and then uh, a lot of people were like you're not really answering you're doing a political answers you're not doing like actual stuff like one of the ones was would you condemn uh, those was has Black Lives Matter put out a statement condemning the rioters. And then they also asked, what do you, what do you say to people who protest who are worried about COVID? And they're like, it, they weren't real answers saying, you know, like, cause it kind of like the answer I was asking or question I was asking, like, why is it okay to go out and protest now? But we've been told for three months that COVID is a very serious health risk to everyone, not just yourself, but you could spread it to everybody. But then since we want to express our freedom of protest, it's like, I don't know. Like it, well, a, a blithe response to that would be 
no one held a gun to anyone's head to make them go to the protest. No, I'm I'm talking about boots on the ground. We should have just route everybody up. You, you want those like, tanks on I the I want street, the, that COVID you? police out there so my friend Dennis O'Connor can feel safe. I want him. I'm worried about you, Dennis. I, I read your stuff on the Facebook, and you talk about Corona. I'm like, I just think you. I think you wake up every morning looking at the numbers. I'm like, this is a numbers guy. We got to make bubble safe. wrap for you, Dennis. I'm worried about you, Dennis. As a nonprofit organization, I believe, and actually, I'm going to give a shout out to Jay who just tuned in. So I think he knows. Well, uh, I, well not only Jay Silberg, but also Jay Blanchard, a uh, good friend of mine who who knows a lot more about nonprofits than I do. I believe that fund dispersal is matter of public record when it comes to a nonprofit. You must well, account for your money. Well, so anyone really wanting well, to answer the question. That's why people were having problems what? because they couldn't find any information because you were donating to another organization. You weren't donating to... Well, that's where you follow the paper trail. Yeah, you and know, that's why people well, were like, where can I find 80% of our money this? goes to, uh, to Blue Skies. Well, what's Blue Skies? Blue Skies is a pack formed by the DNC. Well, there you go. You know, it's not that hard. We well, don't stop that's, there. You go, that's well, what journalists used to do. I don't know. I smell something fishy with it, though, especially with reading that the IMA. I'll put a link if you want me to link it to you guys, because it does. I mean, like, and especially when you're you're having people who are curious, like you you have people who want to get involved with the protest, want to support the message that what they believe the message is. But you're always going to have that few that that group of people going like, what's really going on here? Kind of like what's going on in Seattle. No one really knows what's going on. That's just that's just an offshoot of the timeless yet truthful statement. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. It's human nature to when you're in any kind of negotiation. Why would that make any sense? Wouldn't it be like if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want another one? No, you got to wash down the cookie. Yeah, mouse. Do do mice drink milk? Yes. I had no idea. Every animal, pretty much, to the you know, every mammal drinks milk to to some extent, but. When you're in negotiations, and this is human nature, this is not a red versus blue thing. This is just human nature. If I'm, if you and I are negotiating anything, I, you know, and we hit a a, a, a would, point uh, of compromise, we're both going to say, "Well, now that we have that. What about this instead?" You know, there's always wanting more. So, what when I say the mouse wants a glass of milk, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. It's human nature. Now, in this situation, when Groups are sensing a change in the air. Okay, we're going to get um, the spotlight is now on police brutality. Let's just say that, yeah. you know, that's what it is. Well, now we want to defund the police. Uh, no, we don't. Yes, we do. And now we want cops out of this building, out of their own precinct. And we can show them. No, we yeah. don't. Yes, we do. And so no it's, one really knows. I think- you want to take it to the next level until unfortunately, and this happens on both sides of the aisle, someone's going to take it too far and do something stupid. And that becomes the new argument. The original argument is lost. And I'll take it back. The last time this happened in, in my universe was Kaepernick kneeling. I The only issue I had with him kneeling was that it broke the NFL rules. And I said that from day one. He needed to pay. Kneel, absolutely kneel. Protest. Be willing to pay the sacrifice for it. That's the whole thing. If you're going to, you know, just don't hashtag it. So, hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Well, let's look at it like that because it's kind of like, you know, no but, one's... But it went like, the other way. Oh, I know, but, like, think about, you know, law and order kind of perspective of things. Like, mm-hmm. that was a rule in the NFL, and people break rules. And that I think 
rules are there to kind of give a guideline in a sense, but they're broken multiple times a day by different people in different and, scenarios. And a repercussion must happen as a result. And that, really what that's you need what to do lost. is we need to have a class where you can be deceptive and try to figure out how to break the rules while, you know, changing the rules at the same time. Oh, go to any Tony Robbins or John yeah. Martini or Zig Ziglar thing. I mean, that's what those do. Of course, if you can find a loophole, for anything, go for it, as long as it's legal. I'm telling you. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? So if I was, okay, let's let's take it back several years, and you're Kaepernick, all right? You're, mm-hmm. you're playing football, and I want to protest police brutality. I'm trying to think, what would be the best way to do it? But just so I can finish off the thought, that's how it started. What it turned into, well, you hate the flag, you hate veterans, you hate America. Well, and that's that, easy, because someone else so created the, that. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. The other side did it, made it an argument Effectively, and what I don't mean like effectively, like they were very effective in remolding the argument away from blacks being, you know, the cop, the relationship between cops and blacks mm-hmm. to, well, you hate America because you, you know, you're disrespecting the flag and all these veterans died for you when they had nothing to do with anything that had nothing to do with his protest. And so it just, that's, it's, to show you, it flips both ways on this. It's way too easy for enough voices, either enough few loud voices like major media or a large number of smaller voices like protesters, 100,000 protesters, to change the narrative to an argument that no longer has anything to do with the original. And so now you got well, these people know. in Seattle. I can, totally, I can totally see CNN if the, the body count goes up with coronavirus. Like, see, we told you. I can see them totally doing that. Well, that's why all the experts are waiting. And there's not a peep from anyone, Fauci or anyone. They're waiting to see. It's four to fifteen days uh, incubation period. They're waiting. Okay, when was the last major protest in this city? They're watching to see what yeah. goes up. And of course, there's no more trend. You know, Dennis has pointed out with three days left this week already. Represents Montgomery County's sharpest weekly rise in active cases, 133. Absolutely, so he's on it. He's like he's my go-to numbers guy when it comes to the coronavirus, and he know and he's been paying attention, so he knows if it's you know going up around here, going down. But and here's the numbers: active cases. As more and more people are getting tested, and as this thing runs its course, well, no, I think that testing's at maximum now. Like you can go get one for free sometimes. Yeah, but so. have you gotten one? Well, yeah. You've been tested for COVID. Yeah, when? I got I got tested like four weeks ago. Well, five you, weeks oh, you ago. have a wife though. I got the inside. Yeah, but I'm saying, have you done it lately? Because no, I got the I already got the the serum, man. You're not part of the the cool club. <laughs> Watch out, they're filled with nanobots. Yeah, but whatever, man. I, I'm down for that kind of <laughs> You're stuff. Good. I, I will take on the mark of the beast if it keeps the coronavirus yeah, out of it. Whatever head. makes me stronger than everyone else. Okay, I got you. Okay, Steve Rogers, but don't forget active cases. Are going to skyrocket. They're already there. A lot of them are already there when they say positive cases and active cases. They're already Why out there. They don't the, don't magically the reality appear. of what's going on, man. It's the number going up. Why are you condemning up? these protests? Because I'm all for the right for peaceful yeah, assembly. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking everyone should just be locked down in their house. Okay. I'm thinking that's a... As long as I got enough Xbox games, I'm good. The Siege, the movie The Siege. Oh, it, with Annette Benning and Denzel Washington? Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis. Is it, or is it... Who plays the general? Yeah, it wasn't Bruce Willis. You're thinking Bruce Willis. I know what you're thinking about for Bruce Willis. I can't remember who was in it. I remember when that movie came out because the, cool. the first trailer was, uh, you know, no terror, 
attack has ever happened on U.S. soil until now. And they had to pull that trailer because oh, people it, said, oh, it's going to encourage terrorists to say, well, hold my beer. I mean... I, now, but here's the thing. Can you, In imagine, the seed, can you imagine being the director or whatever, creator, writer of that movie, and then some guy releases after a terroristic act happens, like, the reason I was influenced to do this is because of the, the trailer for The Siege. That'd be ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. Now, if you remember The Siege itself... It was showing kind of like worst-case scenarios with a movie theater blowing up and something else. You know, unfortunately, when the attack happened, as it did, obviously 9-11, the scale was just was just Well, the unknown different. was Because we just bigger. couldn't picture that. Um, yeah, now, listener big, Mike so. uh, did, has, has piped up. First off, he does confirm it's uh, Bruce Willis, but he also said POTUS, which, for those who don't know, is president of the United States, All right. was the only one who really changed the narrative by saying he was kneeling against the flag and soldiers. That's why it's called the bully pulpit. I don't disagree. However, every media outlet from Fox News to CNN and everybody in between ran with it, and that was their daily headline. Well, I mean, I can see that, too. He's one of those people who loves, you know... The more they railed against letting that, his interpretation the more, come out to light. If yeah. you don't respond to a bully, I, I do one or two things. I'd punch a bully in the nose and then kick him yeah. where it counts when he's down to stop him, like Ender Wiggins, if you ever know Ender's game. <laughs> Excuse me. Or don't engage. You know, rule number one is don't engage. And here's the thing. I absolutely agree with what Michael said about, yeah, it became a bully pulpit, and he took it and ran with it. Every time Trump tweets, and I've said this many times, he knows he's controlling the news cycle for the next 24 hours because it's low-hanging fruit. The lazy aspects, lazier aspects of the media can't help but just grab at it and go for well, the low-hanging well, it's, fruit. It's, well, it's not even like hell. It's more of like there's nothing else to really talk about because if we wanted to find something else, we actually have to work. And we, had, I mean, we got to figure it out. If in the early days of Kaepernick, if he had gone on a tour to say this has nothing, I love veterans. It has nothing to do with the veterans. This is one statement over, and I will not be overruled by a guy who's trying to make it something else. And gotten the media behind him on that, it would have been a non-issue. We could have stayed on target. It, it could have stayed on target. But it was like, oh, Trump said this, and so he's crazy, and this, and this. so the other side pops like, oh, they're crazy, because, and that's where it all falls. <coughs> Excuse me, falls apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, one thing I'm, I'm kind of grateful for. It hasn't really affected my life, but I know things that have been going on for the past, you know, year have been <laughs> right. greatly affecting a lot of people's lives. Is anyone else really looking forward to 2021, or just well, when you I, go back to 2018 and hope for the best? I think a lot of people are going to be thinking about who they're voting for this year, and I think even though it doesn't probably directly have something to do with the improvement or of their lives, it's more of like let's let's look at it like we got to. I'm going to. I'm hoping for a better future, in a sense. I would love that. I am all for as many people voting educatedly. Sorry, I've, grammatically that screwed up. Casting an educated vote based on well, emotion I, and reason. I mean, to get into politics, though, like that's, this is probably one of the scariest times, really, to be any type of political leader because you got two people who are running for one of the or probably the highest position in the United States who but to me the presidency it's the world well I mean you can say that but I mean like it, it truly is I mean but some some people will still fight it like it's not tr- they don't have true power who's the president of China isn't it, isn't it Mao or well, no if he was the most powerful man in the world you would know I feel it today huh like he controls a lot of the costs of my if, goods. if he was that powerful you would know his name 
Yeah, but like I meant that. But I don't live in China, though. So if I live in China, do you think we're, they would say we're talking Donald about Trump? Do you think they would say? Yeah. Trump? Okay. Who's the top headline on every news cycle for the last three and a half years? Mm. Who, who is eighty solid percent of national and global news talking about every day? Harvey since, Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I want to give a shout out to Danelle who's listening and hi. But yeah, no, what I was saying was you're 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 stuck with these two people who the funniest thing about these two people is they they ruin it for themselves. Every time they speak, you're like, oh great. Oh, Onward's enemy. You look, oh, look up Onward's like enemy. Joe, both the pictures are there. Yeah, Joe Biden and Donald Trump yeah. are Onward's enemy when it comes to certain. Which is why I'm, you know, and again announcing Skippy for president, 2020. Check out the page. Skippy That's, for president. It's Pres. so bizarre to me how the, how the Democratic Party got. I can't do were. any worse than who we already, who, who's already on the tickets. I literally could not do any worse. Yeah, but they actually have experience. You don't have any experience, so you're pretty much third. Says still. who? Says your I have resume. Been, I have been president of many things. And are you going to give up your tax records? <laughs> do, do you have any? You got to file taxes to have. Do you tax have any records? Twitter history that we need to go through? Well, here's the thing: I embrace all of it. I'm the guy. I'm the candidate. That says you betcha. I'm three times well, divorced, and we'll I've, talk I've about that. had tax problems, and I've been broke, and do you think I've done this wrong? And I, do you think with the the certain cases of judging people by their history because um, that's happened a lot especially with celebrities and stuff they lost jobs or mm-hmm. you know i think the most recent one is that bon appetit guy up in seattle i think that's where it is you know bon appetit is like a magazine but yeah. they also do online well apparently they took a picture someone took a picture of him like eight years ago at a halloween contest and he looked dark skinned so no one really knew if it was makeup or if it was just a bad photo or whatever but they claimed he was you know culturally appropriating Costing. You know, Justin, Thur- uh, Canadian vice, Pre- uh, Canadian prime minister, blackface in college. If you like him, you're allowed. Yeah, see, that's what you know. I don't. Ladies on the View, blackface. If you like them, again, this is just it's always context. Well, that's what I felt always, bad about Kevin context. Hart, and that that's what I felt really bad about that because Kevin Hart's scenario was just he like, was railroaded. He was absolutely yeah. railroaded. You know what the most bizarre thing? Benny Hill. I don't know. If Every you, episode. I don't know if you read this, and I'm really, I'm really curious. There's another controversial topic that we can get into. We're, we're doing I, them today. I was aren't we? reading about the L.A. Pride Parade, and if I and if anyone knows the information, let me know because I could be completely mistaken because I'm a horrible reader. But from what I understood, but you can read Dick. But so from what knows. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, you sound out the big words, and I'm very proud uh, of you. What I was reading was they're canceling. A L.A. Pride Parade, and they're doing a Black Lives Matter parade. Okay. And I think the town's big enough to have two parades, but that's well, yeah. But I mean, it was weird, and I think and the bearing in mind Houston for years had two MLK Day parades. The conspiracy theory of it is is because L.A. Pride Parade, when you do parades, apparently you have to go through you know permits, and mm-hmm. they were going to have police force present to to protect quotes. Oh, and okay. the Black Lives Matter people didn't want the police there. If you still got to do the permits, I don't know. Have so I don't presence. really know if it's like a if it's even a true story altogether, or if it's more of like how do we politically save face and not. Well, I would need to delve into that. Here's the thing: you have a parade, you have no say on. 
Well, so that's what city I, that's personnel what, well, that's showing That's what up. I was curious about because you can't hold a parade and say we refuse to allow there to be a law. The way I was reading it, that way I was reading power. it is the organization or the uh, the pride parade organization was trying to be respectful to everybody, but you know they've been planning this pride parade probably for a whole year. Well, it's an annual parade. It's an though. annual it's parade. Not the first one. So I was curious to see if it was more of like they're playing. And then one side, either the police or whatever, said, like, you know what? We're not going to do it, so you can't do it. Now, is this where the Pride Parade put her on her, said, hey, listen, Black Lives Matter, you could take over our I, parade for us? Well, I think it was they were trying to do it together because there are the, the parade was already in motion. So like they had the permit, board, they had all the stuff, bring and your they votes. said something along the lines of, oh, there's going to be a police force there. We're not going to support that. Who said that? The, the Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. And I think the permit people, the city was like, well, we're going to have to have, that's part of the parade. Yeah, you don't get to say, I don't want cops at my parade. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's like either a technicality or something. But it just got me thinking. I'm like, it's so unfortunate that, you know, something that is, is so important to some group of people, and then it's like, oh, hey, just because the current climate is this way. Here, have a glass of milk. And it's just like. We have to. I mean, I, I think that's BS. But yeah, that's it's just me. it's uh, you know because you're seeing these things now. Like of course, said, these are French people. Parades. But there's a kids' cartoon where there's a puppy who's a cop, and they're they're saying we're gonna cut. And Gone with the Wind has been removed from the Gone HBO. with the Wind thing blows my mind. Yeah, it's the first time a black actress <laughs> won an Oscar. But again, it's it's the knee jerk reaction. Well, what's the, oh, we to can't me about piss that. off this person. We can't piss off that person. And well, what's strange to me about that, like especially in, in, in the arts and the creative world, is, you know, why just that movie? Because I feel like because it's, there's so many other movies made during that time that they would need because to this one, put that warning on. To the person who doesn't fully appreciate the story, and yeah, I'm talking well, about the thing about Huckleberry people. Finn. Well, that yeah. would be like another one, but like they only that's, said this movie. That's why that book is always top of the... We, right, we got to get rid of this book. It's offensive. It uses I mean, the N-word. I don't really... Here's the thing with Gone Mon- with the Kill a Mockingbird. They need to take that movie off the shelf, put the little warning on it, and put it back on. The... No, the difference between To Kill a Mockingbird to, to some people and Gone with the Wind, and yes, I'm probably talking down to some people... Gone with the Wind to some people glorifies uh, I, that, you know, it's funny. the antebellum I, south. And you know why I'm using this word because we're going to go to that next. Oh, yeah. Which means pre war, which means pre civil war. That movie, you know, it's okay. So, can I tell you a little story about it? It doesn't real quick? glorify so got, antebellum south. It says these were idiots. I got in trouble. Then. What'd you do? With a bunch of, uh, in, in high school, because these girls were like, we're all, we're all, we're all friends in school, right? Word. They were talking about they wanted to be like Scarlett O'Hara, and I said something out loud, and I think I was like, "Oh, so you want to be a?" I think it had something to do with like conniving, <laughs> selfish. Like I said yeah. something really harsh about it, yeah. and they were like, "I can't believe you call us that." I'm like, "I'm not calling you that. I'm calling Scarlett O'Hara, and I wouldn't have her as a role if, model." Yeah, Scarlett. And now there were parts about Scar- Scarlett that could be admirable for a woman of that time to maintain that plantation. Of course, you know. I don't know. Nothing, but nothing, to wipe out no, the whole movie because it's set place. You can't and, do that. You can't. That, that woman's So horrible. I think that's ludicrous. Now, taking it to the next step, Lady was it, Antebellum. Was it normal to keep a dead body for that long? Yeah. That's awesome. Lady Antebellum has changed her name to Lady A, and they're apologizing to... Now, here's the thing. It's not like we suddenly realize today Antebellum means... Pre-Civil War well, we in the get South. Brooks and Dunn it's not. We just now realize that the Confederate flag is offensive to some people. We didn't wake up today and go, "Oh my!" It's was this flag? This has been 
decades, if not centuries in the making. But right now, it's, it's again, the knee-jerk reaction with we must destroy everything well, if anything, that is mildly offensive. If anything in our culture Have another today, glass of milk. If anything in our culture, Sean, this gives a great example of how much control corporations have and dictate what we can accept in our culture. Because I think a lot of the decisions made today are based off money. Oh, yeah. And like case in point, the NASCAR thing. Like that's my sneaky suspicion is someone who airs the NASCAR said, hey, we're, we're going to start getting complaints about this Confederate Absolutely. flag. So if you have it anywhere and we're going to cut the feet, like we're just going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, now we got to figure that out. Oh, And that's been, but see, that's gone both ways. You Back in the it. old days when they had, you know, when Kirk kissed Uhura in that Star yeah. Trek episode, 1968, I think, there were stations going, we're not going to show this. And then they're like, fine, don't show it. Yeah. Enough people will see it. So, it, again, it goes well, both ways. people will know it happened. That's the most important part. They yeah. know it happened. Now, uh, listener Jay Stilberg has piped up something that actually uh, I, I like uh, what, what he said here. Uh, it's actually quite appropriate to focus on Black Lives Matter in a pride parade because there is a lot of racism and discrimination within the LGBTQ community towards black gays and black trans individuals. I don't know anything about the police issue, but focus on BL, Black Lives Matter is really a good move, in my opinion. And, well, I, and I was actually and I, agreeing I, with that. The, for them to, for I think the, they were, though. Oh, don't forget, a lot of gay rights happened because of their own rioting. So it's weird to say... I, I'm not a fan of riots, but I do know that things, positive change has happened. It's, it's this huge honking issue. It's like us getting Warner Von Braun, the, the Nazi rocket scientist working we, at NASA to, to get us to the moon. Yeah. You know, it's, well, the, the pride it's thing, too big again, for me to, to come down on one side or the other. The pride thing, again, I, I, I just wanted the thing that I didn't like about it is it's not happening now. Yeah, well, that's why I was asking. I was like, I if Black why. Lives Matter pushed out the pride parade, saying it's it's us and not you, I have an issue with it. If it was the the pride parade people going to hop on board, hey, listen, you're more important than us right now. Okay, that I can, you know, these are things I can see. I would like to dive into this and let yeah, them know, I but I agree. It, I, I think I, that they're very much hand in hand on many issues. That it would have been a good fit to have a well, yeah. parade. I mean, that's. And my, I think that's why they opinion. reached out and they tried to basically said, hey, let's do this together. I want to look into that because I, I have, unfortunately, I have no context for who did what, why, and where. So anything I have to say is purely guesswork. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I, now we can't, we're going to have to watch uh, Gone with the Wind with a little warning. I wonder, since the long movie, I wonder if they're going to put the warning it's like just, every For hour. me, it's just such a danger to, to totally be. Now, here's the thing. if the That's why... You know, if you lived in a truly fascist state where you get where things offend, what would be the government like? saying, okay, that movie is no longer available for you. We can still watch Birth of a Nation in this country. I don't know where. You can get it I've on heard about it. DVD. It's it's not banned, banned. You know what I'm saying? The government has said you cannot watch this movie. If HBO wants to get rid of Gone with the Wind, great. I will never pay for HBO again. That's my right in a capitalist yeah. society. Well, I don't think it's enough to make a decision like that. I think it's just funny that... The the amount of effort, but my issue is what's next. To do Once that. we're done with this, okay, uh, the quiet man has a drunk Irishman, and just it just reinforces every Irish stereotype. Well, he also beats his the, wife, so there's that. No, there's the threat of beating his wife. Yeah. He well, never no, does. I know he he 
pats her butt several well, then times. Then we got to get rid of all the James Bond movies. <laughs> and what's next? What's going to offend us next? This is the slippery slope. It's what not. The, what was the Western version of that movie? Was it Murtaugh? Uh, McClintock. McClintock. Yeah, yeah. And they actually. It was like, okay, we'll do this Irish version, but you got to do the Western version. And it's the same movie. I love what it. What was her name? Marina, Marina Sullivan. Yeah, she's a good. She's a good actor. Oh, golly. Oh, wait. Marina O'Sullivan or Marina O'Hara? O'Hara, yeah. O'Sullivan is the uh, Tarzan Marine. Yeah. Okay. And I love that movie. I, you know, my, my dad and I would watch it every... Uh, Man's not a bad movie. Same, but but here's the thing. If, oh, I'm offended because it's it's reinforcing racial stereotypes on Irish people. You got the red-headed, fiery woman who's subservient to her man at the end. Even though, basically, it's, her name's Kate. This is Taming of the Shrew. This is Kiss Me, Kate. This is what that movie is. It's Shakespeare, but oh my gosh, it's going to offend somebody. So is that next on the chopping block, HBO? What else is going to be well, offended? Blazing Saddles, effort, which is, I think, one the of the most important anti-racism movies ever made is Blazing Saddles. It just showed the idiocy of racism in a way that we're all laughing, going, I'm laughing because this is funny, but it's not funny. Or it's funny because it's true. And I think it went, Blazing Saddles went so far... And exposing the idiocy of racism. But, oh, my gosh, it uses the N-word. We must, without the context, we must get rid of it next. What's next? I think Have another glass of milk. Uh, you like how I keep on bringing it back to that? I think uh, Lethal Weapon 2 had a great message, too. That was the anti-apartheid one, yeah. one. Yeah. And look what happened. We don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's I gone. Don't think it's, uh, that's but here's the thing. We, it was allowed to happen for many, many years. By Democrats and Republicans alike, by the world at large, yeah. just don't get caught, systemic guys. and institutional racism right. at its just don't get caught. most glorious. Well, I think I mean, especially with today's world, I, I think what's important that everyone needs to look at is the quality of their own life, and if they're in an area that they feel unsafe, you know, work towards getting out of it, and or or work towards change, making a change. Mm-hmm. I think it, you kind of pick your fights, and you know, unfortunately, where we live here. There aren't a lot of fights to pick. Like if you live, I imagine if you live in a highly populated area, there's a lot of fights you can choose and a lot of things you can kind of disregard. But this is okay. I'm going to choose my words carefully because I don't, uh, um, I don't know if I can like endorse a candidate or anything. But that's why if there's a a race, political race, and at least one of the people in that race is someone who is from that area geographically or grew up there yeah. or went to school of hard knocks or has a cause for let's say lgbtqt rights or black lives well, rights and they are gay or black that they're talk they're walking the walk as well as talking the talk i tend to lend a lot more credence to casting my vote that way well case in point was recently i think of this week uh the h uh, the houston city council and the mayor and them they voted on the uh increased police budget and you know of course that goes against what the media or not media but like the loud loud voices are saying right now and mayor Mayor turner basically said you know this is the area i grew up in this is where i live and even that those citizens are saying we need it Mm -hmm. for certain things and and they're not saying mobilizing you know tactical police or something it's more for programs and things like that and if you read his response it made sense to me where you know he he listened to what the local community wanted and that's what he's implementing with the like that's what they wanted to implement. Yeah, and I'm not a Turner fan, but I respected that. Yeah. I want to go to another 
possibly controversial topic. Well, we got only five minutes, so I'll make it quick. Show. Make so it quick. We gotta be, make it quick. Uh, two young white lasses uh, cost three hundred thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. yeah, local news cost three hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to Magnolia High School, junior high school. Sorry. And now, is, pick- that, is that government numbers? I feel like oh, they broke a toilet. That's ten grand. Multiple reputable news sources quoted that, so I'll go with that. Okay. Um, well, you know, every time it has to do something with, you know, if someone ruins someone's property, they're all like, you realize that thing? Well, that, you need the monetary amount for the legal. Well, I get it. But I mean, 300, how do you cost $300,000? Well, when I first read it, I thought 30000 but when I saw 300000 and it, my thought was, it's, that means a flood. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good point. Okay. Just my oh, personal. So are we smelling some wet bandits here? <laughs> Inspired wet bandits? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Their pictures went out. All over local media, so it's like, well, these two guys are gonna get caught. It's just they didn't even bother to hide their faces. What were they doing? Well, did you, that, see, the, did you see the footage? Or were they? Actually I did f- not see footage, but I saw, you know, the uh, the the camera security. Did they flood it? Something? I don't know. My presumption. Well, I know now because of what I want to talk about. So this morning I read it was the Con- Conroe Courier, uh, written by a staff re- reporter, that they have been arrested. One of them's been charged with a felony. And the other's been charged with a misdemeanor for, I think, kind of tagging along. Fine and dandy. But then I get to the part where the chief of the Montgomery Independent School District Police Force. Okay. Oh, here we so go. So the MIS said, it. and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's almost a direct quote. Well, they didn't mean to do it. Apparently, they just wanted to cause a little problems by, by turning on the water faucet, but it just got out of control. And, and I'm reading that going... I'm flashing back, to be honest. I know the scale's way different, but James Comey saying, well, even though Hillary Clinton broke the law with the emails, she didn't mean to to because it's like you don't get that choice. That's up to the the district attorney's office to decide. The police chief. So when you have a law enforcement person, whether it's deputy director of the FBI or Montgomery Independent School District police chief, saying basically it just poisoned the jury pool. By saying, well, they didn't mean to do it. It's just an oopsie. You, and, I, and I thought... So what you're telling me, it's, it's who you know. I'm wondering why this police chief felt it. Because I, I can't imagine any... Hey, Sean. Sean police chief... We gotta, we gotta be wrapping this up. Becoming a police chief knowing this. Clearly, so what are your thoughts? You're not thinking of the children. Well, I'm wondering is... is think of... Think of yeah, I'm not thinking children. of the children. Uh, hey, well, I believe what are my thoughts there are future. You said they got arrested, and let's just let the law take take it over. I mean, but like, the law is already quote taking care of. Are it. they out of they out of out of uh, juvenile? Are they out? I don't know if they've been released. Not probably on the wrong. Are the wet bandits out and about? Right. I know that the uh, the the instigator, the one who's charged with the felony, uh, her her parents kind of didn't turn her in, but they cajoled oh, her man, to confess. Can you imagine sitting there? And you're just like, oh, I wonder what's on the news. And it's like two local teens. So here's a picture. And you're like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. And there's like, what do you what do you do with that? Well, they made sure she confessed to the police. I mean, I got moral values. You know, I got I mean, I, I just I, I would love to hear from a legal standpoint. I, what gave the police chief the right to because that to me, the last time I've heard of something like that, where someone says, well, I, I'm going to talk about their motive, even though that's not my purvey was. The I mean, email thing. You like you like talking about that. Well, well I mean, because yeah. that because there's a gross injustice. Well, it's just kind of strange because we we like a good example with Dan here. We we aren't privy in the sense of of 
what's going on with how law enforcement works because we're not in it. So we don't really understand. So you're, t- you're coming from a point where maybe you don't have all the facts and you don't really know. I have the quote. With him yeah. saying they yeah. didn't mean, but we don't. Trust, it got out of control. We don't trust the courier because it's not he. Because he's saying it got out of control. What he should have been saying is they said that it got out of control. We don't trust. He's not an expert in this issue. We don't trust. He doesn't know but who we do trust is Joe. I do. I trust Joe and his. I, I can't wait to so, to meet and talk and possibly eat. I can't wait to tell him the story about how you didn't know who he was. Uh, yeah, I I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the hook for that one. You. <laughs> Guys, you've been listening to Lone Star Community Radio here uh, on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Uh, stick around. we got an interview coming up. we got Joe's Italian Restaurants. Nice. Joe. Please don't go uh, away. In the studio. So if you have questions for him, Sean, Skippy, my co-host, is looking at the Facebook live feed. Join us right there, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be right back. Stick around. Office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, Prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. 
Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, oh, I didn't count you down. Your your mic is off because I do the intros. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. It is nine fifty eight. We're gonna go all the way to eleven o'clock today, so feel free to tune in on Conroe's FM 106.1. 106.1, and then of course our Facebook live feed, Facebook.com/slash Dick and Skippy. And just to remind folks, we do podcast and record every show. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. I just uh, go to the website, IRLunstar.com slash Dick and Skippy, and has all of our past interviews. We had some great interviews this week, uh, and then we also lining up a lot of interviews for next week. Uh, if you want to be a guest, just reach out to us at 936-228-9368 or email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. I do know on the 17th, on top of my head, we're going to have Tim Harkrider in the studio. He is the head honcho over there at Willis ISD. And we're going to talk about what the kids are doing for school and how they're prepping for a return. And so that's going to be a good show. That's going to be next Wednesday. Uh, and we're going to have more guests like that uh, coming your way. But today we have Joe from Joe's Italian located at, I have the address right here, Sean, uh, 1604 North Fraser Street. You can see it on if you're heading northbound on Fraser Street from downtown Conroe. It's going to be on your right. It has a boat in front. And typically oh, during during... Place. During political season, uh, it has uh, Joe's voting for everybody. Uh, that's that's the kind of joke I say. It's like it's like it's the restaurant that votes for everybody because he has so many political signs. Because Joe didn't say no to poli- putting out a political sign. Actually, that's one thing I have a question for you, Joe. Do you say no? If I'm a political person, I'm running for office. I notice your place has like, like you got the signs. So it's like I'm running for president. If I brought you a sign, would you would you put, would you put it, it up? up? What's we, the we, we rarely say no. Yeah, awesome. that's what I, we I mean. We want to support everybody in our county. What we, what we need to know is who you said no to, because that's <laughs> how people know not to vote for that person. If Joe says no if to Joe you, says no. you're out, dude. Dick, I got to admit, it looks like I picked the wrong week to go keto, because Joe, and it's Joe Haliti, by the way, who's the owner of is Joe's Italian. This is, this is awesome to have here. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, like... Uh, you know, he's on June 15th, he's got a, a thing coming up, a Teacher's Educator's Day from 11 a.m. Uh, he's sliding us now. He is. 2,000 lunches for teachers. Wait a second. So if I'm a teacher, how do I get one of those 2,000 lunches? You just come by, and we're going to have uh, all of our uh, county leaders be serving. And uh, See, how did just you, show some sort of I mean, the credentials. How did, or How did you figure that one out where I was looking at the video? I look like you're, The reason I wanted to reach out to you because there's two two things. I want to cover today. It's how's Joe's doing because I know COVID happened and that kind of set everybody back in one way or another. And you're a restaurant local, local owned here in Conroe. And then second is how do you get all these high end leader people to work for you? Because they're just serving food and you're like, you're over here in the back going, yeah, here you go. Here you go. Give it to them. It's it's like a, like a team effort. And uh, throughout when uh, this started, they, they've been very, very supportive most of them, all of them pretty much, and they, they called constantly to check on us, see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, just wonderful, wonderful experience. And well, that's so, good. Well, very I mean, nice. Well, is that because <clears throat> cause your reputation in the community is a good one in the sense of you're always 
I think the way I put it is you're always looking to help. Yeah, Dick's been talking about this community-driven all the way. We, we try our best. And I think I think Joe knows how SEO works. Because if you type in Joe's Italian Conroe, you don't just see like, oh, here's the menu. It's like articles written about your community service and stuff. So uh, I think people could take a look. I put all the information about Joe's on the description. Uh, if you want to see the menu, the hours, and all that kind of stuff, it's all right there for you. If you want to go eat Joe's tonight or today, there you guys are open. And yes. Uh, I think the dining room's open too. It's yes, been it open is. for. As a fact, from uh, today we're open at a seventy-five percent capacity. Yeah. So there you social go. Social distancing, but uh, we're gonna definitely try to manage that for yeah. everybody's safety. That's good. And, well, and, uh, I want to start at the beginning. I want to find out what, when it opened up, what prompted it. Is there a family history of, of cooking or? As far as when we opened the restaurant, uh-huh. yes, uh, yes. We I, I always been in the restaurant industry since I was uh, sixteen years old. Basically, that's when I started it, oh. and uh, just always had a love and passion for cooking. And doing so, does that, that mean you're a dishwasher or a busboy? I actually, as a matter of fact, I started as a yeah. dishwasher, but uh, I was a little tall and always had a back problem. So I asked, I said, "Well, what do I need to do to because this is really not for me much?" He says, "Well, if you learn everything else, yeah. then you get to be promoted as a prep cook, and then as a cook, and then as a chef." So I definitely moved pretty quick. See, well, I'm short, which is why I never <clears throat> got out of the Hobart room. You should have been a dishwasher. I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Well, so let's, uh, I know a lot of people, again, if you're on Facebook, you can ask questions for Joe, and Sean will look at those in a bit. It I is, will. Uh, so let's let's get the info out of the way. So we have, we have a teacher appreciation. June 15th. June 15th. 2,000 2, meals are available. That's correct. We can and, provide 2,000 meals. And so what you're asking teachers and who all? these just teachers? Teachers, educators. Educators. Uh, maintenance. You show guys, up at coaches, Joe's. Everybody. You show up at your place. Pretty much you show up and uh, our county leaders will be. Uh, Is there a time period? It's from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 uh, p.m. So for two hours. Okay. For two hours. Oh, that's a good window right there. Two hours hot meal because you don't want a hot meal, right? You don't that's wanna, correct. Uh, so that's 11 to 1? 11 to 1, correct. And you have to be there on June 15th. And what's the, do you have to show, like, a educate, <laughs> is there an educating license? Yeah, or? for most part, most of them, they yeah. have that. And, okay. Uh, but uh, I, uh, we're still working the details, but I heard a few of the principals of the major schools are going to be there, too. So You uh, should so have a whole bunch of textbooks serving. and say, what kind of teacher are you, algebra? Okay, if X equals <laughs> A, B, <laughs> then, and if they answer, then they get their food. Uh, I do want to let listeners know if you hear construction in the background, they are working on, I don't know what today. It seems like every time we come in here. It sounds like the drilling scene from Marathon Man. Well, it's like they were working over here on a Metcalf this morning, and they were drilling, and they had a huge drill on the street, and then now they're working over here at the Crichton. Then, or, you know, it's, something's going on, but just, just ignore it. Or if you, you know, we're located right in downtown, guys, so we can't really do anything about it. <laughs> um, but I just want to let people know that. So we got June 15th. That's really good for teachers and educators. In the past, I've noticed, especially during the COVID times, you did first responders. Uh, you're pre- pretty Medical much... personnel. Yeah. Pretty much we, we try to, to reach every pretty every much everywhere, every corner of the county yeah. as much as we could. Joe, what inspires this community thing? Because one thing I love about Conroe is that there are a lot of businesses that do feel community, but it sounds like you really go above and beyond with helping the community. What is that like how you were raised? or uh, Pretty much how we were raised to, to serve... First of all, but the community has been so gracious and very supportive throughout the years, the 14 years that we've been here. And uh, we just uh, had to give back, and uh, it was a 
time, especially this time, pretty hard time. So we just we saw a need and uh, we just wanted to go ahead and uh, supply them with lunches as much as we could. Awesome. And uh, let's let's talk about your food for a bit. So what is your <laughs> the food uh, that I'm smelling yeah. right now? That growling you hear what, is my stomach. What is your specialty? Well, our our food is a uh, southern Italian, what we call it. Basically, they they have a northern Italian cooking where the dish looks perfect, and you get a little bit of the food. Nars is more like a southern style. No, Italian I heard cooking. I heard uh, northern Italians are narcissists. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> they we, put we, their nose up we, to the south. That's yeah, what we, I heard. We do. First of all, we don't get along. Yeah, because they think they're better than us. <laughs> is that see? It's yeah. like us and Canadians. You know, those darn. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Dan, uh, to Jacob yeah, too. But who's we listening. still think our food is better. It's uh, it's got a lot more spicier, and uh, it doesn't look that great on a plate decorated, but uh, it tastes good. People eat all of it. That's yes. the most important part. Definitely, so. people so, seem to like it, and uh, especially Connor. We've been blessed here, and then. So well, I think that's kind of interesting to me is like, especially Italian food is there. I don't know the spectrum of Italian food because to me, there's like the American Italian food in the sense of like pizza and then pasta and some type of sauce. But there's so much more to it and like other varieties and stuff like that. So what's like the wildest dish you guys have at Joe's Italian? Well, the the, the one that really outsells the most we have it is a, it's a chicken Alfredo. Okay. So it's. <laughs> it's not that Italian, but you know everybody likes it. And uh, when you look I'm at a fan. When you're in Conroe, so that's understandable. Correct. People like have a an expectation for. Well, it's kind of like Chinese food. You know, a lot of that is is American. You know, I've actually had Mongolian food when I was a kid. A lot we'd have Mongolian night on the Navy base, and that's Wait. as authentic Chinese as you could get. And it was way different than your fortune cookies and crab puffs. Yeah. Cause, so what is a traditional Italian dish that I would be unaware of? That because I'm from I'm I'm living here in Texas. Most of the traditional dishes are pretty much a, a lot of fish, mm-hmm. shrimp and calamari, and uh, pretty much mixed together. Mostly it's a white sauce, if I might say it, white wine alfredo sauce, olive oil sauce, and of course tomato sauce, the the staple. But it was a, it was very interesting when we first opened and moved from Jersey in two thousand one. So we opened the store, and uh, in Jersey it was a little bit different, a lot of tomato sauce and stuff. So when we did the menu, and everybody keep looking at when they order, it's like, you have anything with Alfredo? So we had to redo <laughs> no, the I whole believe menu. No, I believe it. We had to redo the whole menu. Yeah, we think that what, that's uh, what, what, people, what people like it. So it took about a couple of months, but we, we did get it right. And uh, That's the new tagline. We have a friend. Cool. Hey, uh, turn up his mic just, to, okay, just yeah. a hair, because I'm blasting everybody out, and I know they want to hear him more than me. I'll just turn you off. There you go. There's that. Well, because one thing I, I've been telling people about what's cool about your place is you can get dough from you guys. Yes. Oh, yes. And I think, and it's because it, I don't know if anyone's ever made their own dough or pizza dough or any type of dough. There's, there's sometimes there's a process depending on what kind of dough you're making. Oh, definitely. And it's time. It, That's it the big definitely process. Definitely the time because you got to make it and let it sit overnight and then use but it the guys, next day to get it, to get it right. So can I still do the throw thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So what my wife That's and I, I want to do, do. We would go and get like say if a family member gave us you know processed sausage or like beef or something like that from a kill they had or something. I'm like, hey, let's make calzones. Let's go to Joe's. Let's get some dough and we can make you know some deer. Calzones. Oh, and yeah. It makes it much easier when you have the dough ready. Oh, it's awesome. Wow. It's so easy. And I think that's kind of fun because you're still going to a restaurant, but you're trying to do perfect what they do. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really. Because a, a lot of people tell me all the time, well, I tried to make it, but it didn't come out good. It was, you know, a little rubbery and stuff. And I always tell them, 
did you let the door rest for a night, 24 hours at yeah. least? Oh, no, we, we did it right away. And it's like, oh, well. Wow. That is the secret. And I'd be one of those people who's not and I, knowing And, and that. it's not like your cost arm and a leg for some dough. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. It doesn't cost a lot of dough. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the same thing with the bread, too. That's what we do with the bread. So yeah. we always make a day ahead, 40, 50 trays, let it rise, well, put it in a cooler, let it set, and then cook it the next morning. Well, especially being in an Italian restaurant, I've always wondered the prep the prep kitchen stuff for that has to be one of the like you have to be on the ball. You can't skip a day because, like you said, it sounds like a lot of the meals y'all do take twenty four hours to prep. Oh, absolutely, especially the the sauces when we make yeah the night before before we leave, and then you know let the spices settle in and stuff and do it. But same thing, even throughout the day, we really don't have anything that we make. And when people order, we just warm it up and give it to them. Everything has to be made in order for most part. And uh, that's, it's very time consuming. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, it's all about the, the, on the time timing. So it's like, all right, yeah. we got these six dishes. This is what needs to start now. This is what, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause cooking to me is a lot of fun, especially with doing for a lot of people. Like it's for yes. these 2000 people you're cooking for on the 15th for educators and teachers. I'm like, how do you really go about cooking 2000 meals in that kitchen? And well, they'll, they'll be uh, starting probably no later than 5 a.m. in the morning. It's got to be at least four of us. So until uh, about 9, 9.30, constantly we have to cook it and get it ready. And so by 10 o'clock, we start boxing it up and then have it ready at least five, 600 meals to start with. And then we'll just keep boxing them up until. That's dedication to the community right there. That's awesome. Well, they'll show up, too. That's what's nice. Do it? They'll show up and eat that food. Yeah. I, I hope so. We're definitely looking forward to it. Well, so, I'm not a teacher, but I have been taught many things in my life, so okay. maybe I can show up and, and through a loophole sample one of these. Are you one of those people who just wants a freebie? You're like, oh, the hey. The guy that hits Costco just three times yeah. around? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Dude, I've been divorced three times. Do you think I don't know how to squeeze a penny into a dollar? Well, you know what? You can squeeze a penny at Joe's. It's not, I, I've been there several times. It's not to the point of where it's like I, I don't shy away from it with my wife and I. I'm like, Let's just go there, and we'll share something if we want to go all out, or if you just want to have a pizza. It's really easy. Like it's not you're not in a very expensive Italian restaurant, opposed to you know I guess or what, I've never actually been to an expensive Italian restaurant. Uh, Kalina's in the Heights. Okay, is that have you heard of that well, place? We, uh, yes, I heard it. Yes, as a matter of fact, I have. You have to wear shoes at your place, right? Yes. Let's give definitely. it. Let's start, let's start shoes, with the baseline. Shirt service. Let's start with the, let's start with the baseline. <laughs> what? You and must if, wear and pants. If you come with the sandals, just don't wear any socks with them, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see, like I'm it. of the Asian. I, I can wear Argyle socks, Bermuda shorts, and sandals because <laughs> you know, I paid my dues. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to start. Hey, I went to Goodwill yesterday. I found some <laughs> some Hawaiian shirts. I'm embracing the, the highlight, Hawaiian. The highlight of your week. The yeah. highlight of my week was finding a whole bunch of really cheap Hawaiian shirts. Like, yes. Well, uh, you know, right now, like you said, 75% capacity today. Starting today. Starting yes. today. Uh, you, you, would you tell a patron don't, to call ahead or would it be like, just stop by? And we, because we do, I mean, you know, you're, you're well, First of all, when we started with 25%, you know, for us, it being a small place, basically, we were only allowed to use, like, five tables. Okay. So people will come in, we'll take their name, and they'll go wait in a car or wait outside, and then we'll go call them when the table is available. So And then as we moved up to 50% a few weeks back, same thing. So now uh, today will be a 75%, so I'll be kind of surprised when I get back and to see 
how we're going to handle that. And uh, I know it's it's been confusing for everybody, for our customers, and for, oh, yeah. for us, yeah. it's just like being reinvented again. Because how, how many phone calls have you got? Are you open? Oh, we we, we get a lot of yeah. we get a lot of phone calls, and especially throughout the when the pandemic, of course, we're still going through it, man. But it was almost like three days we didn't uh, we didn't have the phone. We used our cell phones because they just crashed. So, wow. but uh, consolidated, they they moved very quick and they came and they rewired the whole thing and got us going because they're like, well, your phones are not built <laughs> for all these calls. So they came, but uh, yes, we, people do call. They want to make sure it's that. reservation, anything in place. Do we need to bring masks and 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 so on? But uh, it, it's working out. It's it's been really nice. Everybody's been very patient with us and and understanding. Oh yeah. Now, well, Joe, I mean, speaking of patience, if I can, it's it's great to hear that you know you're open to this capacity now, and obviously, I think the people are going to come back immediately. But the months leading up to this, how have you been able to? I, I know that so many businesses are just hurting so bad. How were, were you able to just hang in there? Yes. Yeah. Business been very good. When uh, on March 18th, when of course we got the order from the county judge to shut down the uh, the dining room. Mm-hmm. So basically, our business was at least 85 percent dining versus about 10, 15 percent to orders. So, me and my younger brother Nikki and uh, my nephew Fidan. So the next morning, when we, you know, we got together, it was probably like seven in the morning. We're just trying to figure out. We've been through it before with hurricanes when we were closed for seven, eight days, nine days, power outages and stuff like this. But, you know, we, were, we moved pretty quick and back open and yeah. stuff. So so this was definitely different, especially having a, a lot of family back home in uh, in Italy and in Albania. I saw what was going on because they got hit earlier than us. So, you know, they were talking about this, the restaurants closed, the distancing, 10 feet, 6 feet. So we, we were aware of that. So once we started it on the 19th, then we were talking about the same day. I was like, well, well what are we going to do with uh, first responders and uh, medical people? You know, they'll have to go get their lunches. And, and if they start getting infected with this, and then what's going to happen to us? So it was a, we got together and I said, well, I think at least we can do this. So that's that's when we started it. How many meals did you serve to the first responder? I heard you got the like key to the city for this. Yes, yes, that was, was that uh, Wednesday. June, that was uh, Wednesday. Yes, uh, wow. June the tenth, and they came the mayor and all of his staff and the city councils and presented us with a key to the city. It, it was a wonderful experience. Well, I, that's what's nice. amazing to me about the response that you because both ends like you have your end where that's you weren't told to do this. No, absolutely and, not. And that's what, and that's <clears throat> where I was saying. Like, that's one thing I like when you when you look up Joe's Italian on the Google, you'll see examples of you respond. Like, you didn't respond; you acted. And I think that's a big difference between some community leaders and community. I guess what do you want to call it? Activists or involved people who are involved. Uh, community presence, community yeah. leader. Um, <clears throat> I just, we're getting a lot more people like signing in. Just want to let you know we are talking to Joe Halidi, who's the owner of Joe's Italian. Right here in uh, Conroe. Where is it located, Sean? On North Fraser Street. Yeah, that's a good one, Sean. <laughs> with a <the> big, <laughs> with a big boat it's, it's in front good, of it. It's the Good Joes. It's the Good Joes. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to let me live this one oh, down for never. I deserve that never. one. Wait, he, deserve he has that a good one. point, though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking because Joe's trying uh, to buy my love with food that he brought, and he'll succeed. Yeah. Don't I'm get a, me wrong; it's a foregone conclusion. Well, I mean, th- throughout this, we weren't able to do anything for you guys, so I was like, "Hey, today oh, it's a good opportunity." Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, Although I picked the wrong week to go keto. Thank you for what you guys do and 
keeping everybody informed and stuff. So I know me and you we did a few stuff before. Yeah. So well, one thing that it's interesting about at your restaurant, we talk about the political signs, and we made that joke earlier in the show. It's you really got to figure out who Joe says no to because that gives you kind of a a moral barometer mm-hmm. on that person. And uh, when yeah. when it comes to like the police, the organizations and stuff. What? How did they get involved with you? Like, say I'm listening right now, and I want to cater. You guys cater. Correct, yes. And you could do large groups. Of, clearly, you've proven that you can do large food oh, deliveries. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, do you, do you help out with the organizations? Like, if I'm not, a, like, say, a nonprofit, do you help out with those kind of folks? Or well, Definitely. We're okay. Definitely. We've been doing that for years, especially when they need stuff, always at a discount price or basically my cost. Whatever the catering is, I take off 20% my profit margin and just let them have it at that cost. So. Wow. Well, you're very community-driven, and I think that's important. And uh, folks, one thing I like, again, like you can go dinner, lunch, pick up, and all that kind of stuff. So I can't, I can't say that enough about Joe's Italian restaurant located on North Fraser. That's what I, I said, that's what I just said. It's got a big boat out yeah. front and a lot of political yeah, signs. Yeah, Sean, 1604, North Fraser. I'm going to get it tattooed on this arm. I got, I got, I got clear <laughs> space right here to kind of balance this tattoo. So I'll do that. One thing that warms my heart, because I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. Uh, we kind of went going to different places just in general yesterday, kind of driving around. And I felt that a lot, the places that got hit the worst irretrievably by the lockdown and stuff were the smaller yeah. businesses, the ones that cared, you know, that these are businesses are, you know, still paying their employees what they can, whatever. So they lose their money quicker. And those who are saying, well, we're just going to shut down and, you know, hold on to our own. Unfortunately, they're the ones that are going to survive because they didn't care enough to, but you were in the sweet spot. Apparently that you were able to keep it going, taking care of your employees and taking care of the community. So I, I mean, I'm just happy as a lark about that. Well, one thing, I, too, to comment on that, you said you, you've you been here in Conroe, is it 17 years? Is that what you yeah, said? Yes, since uh, uh, 14 years, since 2006. 14. That's when we opened February 13, 2006. So going back then, what has changed at Joe's between then and now? Well, we really try to keep it the same pretty much, you know, serving the good food, keeping yeah. reasonable pri- prices, and... Uh, I mean, of course, we've seen the community grow, and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as anything else, it's, it's really... Well, because that's it's something I, I like watching, the cooking shows, you know, all that kind of stuff. And oh, yes. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, dictating on the menu, where it's like... The Those menu. cooking shows, they always get us in trouble. I believe it, because it's people like... People come, and I saw this on TV, and this guy did this and this, and then we try to accommodate them and try to make it. They're like, oh, well, okay. it's not what I saw on TV. It's like, ah. <laughs> I wish you would have sent me the video and yeah, <laughs> so right. I could look at it. Well, they always talk about the menu and like spicing things up and doing seasonal things and like that kind of stuff. But uh, to me, again, you're in that genre of food, like Italian. Like if you do it, you do it to a point where people will come back. Like why change it in a sense? Right. So, and I think that's kind of proven that you were here and people are coming for 14 the years. The proof's in the pasta. So what's your, yeah. what's your big dessert? Tiramisu. Tiramisu? What is that? Tell me Absolutely. what that is. It is, it is proof of God is what tiramisu oh, is. Absolutely. It is. It's a lady fingers with a mascarpone cheese. They're soaked in a Bacardi liqueur and espresso on top. It's what? it's a big seller. It just, Everybody loves that. Is it a that. cake? Yeah, but it's like the fluffiest, it's a fluffy, creamiest. light. Uh, oh, my Lord. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just kind of 
drooling like Pavlov's and dog in a bell tower. And everybody tells me, like, what is the cream on top? It was so light. I said, nah, at least the cheese is not a cream. It's a mascarpone cheese. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, it sells, outsells every other dessert. Okay, Dick. Oh, what? Not today, because obviously we have something here. But when we regain our appetites, I'm going to take you to Joe's. Joe's at 1604 North Fraser Street. Huh? And just eat dessert. We're going to have a tiramisu. Okay. Uh, well, other stuff too, but tiramisu for sure. Yes, okay. that definitely sells. Well, I mean, Good like item. you will I, love me for that one. I, I see. I, I don't really know much about Italian food when it comes to actual Italian food. Like, I, I know pizza is Italian, but it's I don't know how what the what what makes a good pizza because there's so many different styles now. There's deep dish. There's don't say pineapple. Well, I'm not, I no, I think the topping is kind of make your own kind of thing. I'm talking about the style of the bread, like the way they do the dough and stuff like that. So. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, when we talk about a pizza or Italian food or just in general cooking, because I have a lot of friends in a, in a restaurant business, especially cooks and stuff. And cooks, they're really set in a certain way. You know, you, you have some of them that are very successful and you have some, they, they're really not so much because they just refuse to change the tradition of the cooking if people want something different. You know, I, I for example, even me and my mom, we always have arguments because mm-hmm. she's a traditional <laughs> like, you're just torturing that sauce. It's like, well, you know, this is what people like. So you can stick with the tradition. you got to walk that people, line. Yeah, you know. if people don't like it, then they don't like it. So same thing with the pizza. You know, it just the, the quality has to be there. You know, and I, I don't know, every, every restaurant, every business try to maximize in the profits and stuff. But once you start doing that, you know, the quality goes down and, and people notice right away. Well, pizza is definitely one of those comfort foods yeah. where people kind of go in their mind and it's like, man, I'm having a hard day or like I need something quick and I need something good. And pizza is always one of the go-tos. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, talking about the menu and things like that, uh, when it comes to pasta, talk to me about, you know, the grades of pasta and then like do you make your own pasta? I know that's something that's completely separate from actual Italian restaurants most of the time. Yes. I've made I've pr- I've tried to make my own pasta before. I made my own ravioli. I, I made, tried I've, once. <laughs> I've I made my own ravioli. I made my own tortellini and it was so painstakingly long. It, it does. It's definitely time consuming and especially when when you're busy. It's it's really hard to yeah. to keep up with it. And like and I always wondered, you know, when it comes to Italian restaurants, it definitely tastes different than when if I go to HEB and buy the you know the shell <laughs> pasta, but it, I'm like, there's no way they make everyone, every restaurant makes their own pasta. There's just no way. And so w- when you, as a restaurant, looking into that, is it something where you have a good connection to a good company that you trusted for 10 years, oh, 20 absolutely. years? Oh, absolutely. The, the company that we use is called uh, Lizanti Food. Don't tell anybody. And, you don't need to tell uh, them where you get it. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's not a secret. Oh, okay. They're <laughs> out of uh, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, we've been buying from them since early 90s, even when we lived in Jersey and stuff, so... So basically, the only catch is we have to order a week in advance, and then of course they said they have a warehouse in Dallas. Then oh, they nice. come there and then they bring it bring it to us. So and uh, they specialize in Italian restaurants only. Basically, that's, that's all they do. What do you mm-hmm. mean, like the pasta? The the pasta, the toppings for the pizza, the, the cheeses, the sauces, the sauces and, uh, ah. and all of the stuff that we buy basically. So, and uh, they they do a wonderful job. They've been in business for years and years and. Uh, well, how how would you say average a week? How much olive oil do you, do you use? Oh man, we have probably <laughs> about ten to twelve gallons. Oh my gosh! I mean, man. everything we do has got olive oil involved. We make the sauce with olive oil, the, the dressings with olive oil, the, you know, the dishes. But well, even I, when you I, cook pasta, you got to put some olive, put olive oil, oil so it doesn't it. stick in the in the water. Dick, 
Here's a trivia question for you. Do you know where they get virgin olive oil from? Ugly olives. Think about it. I have no idea. Man. Never mind. I'm not, I, it's, it's, that's a bad move joke. Past it. Went over my head. Move past it. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that shocks me about olive oil is the price difference. Because, you know, if you go to a, I would say, like, uh, upper-end select store, I mean, you can end up paying $100 for a bottle of, oh, yeah. of olive oil. Easily. But then you go to, like, your local H-E-B, they have, like, $3 to, to $28 or something like that. But so do you uh, – yeah, Bernetti's or something. I think that's what I grabbed. Because uh, I've actually recently <clears> – <throat> we've started recently cooking – Pretty much purely with olive oil. I used to be like a Wesson guy, but I just found the flavoring and how I felt about myself afterwards is always better with olive oil. Oh, absolutely. And, and usually with olive oil, the, the bitter it tastes, the, the more quality, basically. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people don't, don't like that. So blending it a little bit, you know, reducing the bitterness, it kind of helps out. Now, like, when it goes into the factor of your food, do you see, like, that's kind of like... One of those decisions you make as a restaurant where you're like, all right, this is olive oil is good enough to make it delicious. Because I don't really know the difference. I tried the expensive olive oil before in like either a, a bread mix dish where you dip your bread mm. and then I tried it like in cooking. Yeah. I don't, I, I was like, you know what? Tastes same to me. But then again, I'm not a, a professional cook and I don't. Oh, yeah. Especially when you mix olive oil with other stuff, it kind of reduces that bitterness as you yeah. add more other spices and especially. And cheese, too. cheese has garlic. that cost. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. Do you yep. buy? Do you buy it by the block? Yes, yes, really? we do. About three hundred pounds a week. Oh my god! And we had to shred it in the kitchen. Oh, that would handle the my wheel. son and me. Uh, my son and I are both like addicted to Parmesan. Yeah. It's like we'll get the, the little craft bottle when we have spaghetti, and like he gets the first half of the bottle, I get the second half. Where is it true they have the sawdust stuff in that? I don't care. I feel like that's the that's McDonald's French fries. I thought. Yeah. Oh, no, they had something that separates and keeps the cheese from collecting. So it separates it than the craft one. Well, they say I need more fiber in my diet, so if it's wood chips, it's wood chips. Well, there you go. There you go. You won't get that at Joe's, though. <laughs> That's right. the, the way we get it is like a, like a big wheels. It's like yeah. something's missing from this Parmesan. There's no wood chips in it. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, because you guys, so you got some strong person in the back just cranking out, shredding the cheese? Uh, yes, actually, we, we do. We have a, two of the prep guys that they do all day, you know, the chicken, the shrimps, the cheeses, the sauces, and, you know, they prepare, and then I go and uh, do the spices and mix them and taste them. I like spicy stuff. So what, what's the spiciest, it is a little bit. What's the spiciest dish you make? That's a good question. What's... You know how Mexican food has their peppers and stuff with Italian yes. food. What would be the equivalent? Red pepper. Red pepper. Red crushed okay. pepper. Which I can't Basically eat, unfortunately. A, I'm allergic. What, what we do, we put it in the olive oil, shake it, put it away, and then use it the next okay. day. And it kind of yeah, brings up the spices even more. Yeah, one of my favorite gifts anyone's given has ever given to me is you get olive oil and you soak like habaneros or Carolina Reapers. Soak them for, I think they did it for like 30 days or something like that. So you just take a little spoon of it and put it in the oh, rest yeah. of your olive oil and you'll get you'll blow yourself up if you're oh, it if, definitely makes it tremendously spicy yeah, if you yeah if you don't because he told me he's like you know those those measuring spoons that are like a pinch or like a, a nibble mm-hmm. like use those don't don't use like normal tablespoons or one how, much, how bad can this be yeah, yeah. and uh so th- what's the spiciest dish you got well the the one that we call it a, the fried diablo you can get it i knew a, i knew diablo was going to come into it i was oh, about to say that definitely you can get it with a chicken shrimp veal combination veal and shrimp so is it a sauce 
Yes, it's okay. the, it's in a tomato sauce, spicy. Oh yeah. But of course, you can add vegetables if you want to or not. But uh, we'll just do the traditional. Yeah. Like that, and that. Well, so can you do a lot of people mix and match their Italian food? Oh, absolutely. Because see, I'm not a connoisseur, so I don't like when I show up. I'm like, I'll have the chicken alfredo, yeah, and I'll probably add some shrimp. Well, you know? guys, can you eat? Drink red wine with chicken parmesan because it, you know. Yes, yes. Actually, the red wine with the uh, red sauces goes pretty well. And then we have the, the white wine selection with the, you know, shrimp and uh, white wine and olive oil sauce. So if someone came and ordered, like, shrimp fettuccine Alfredo but ordered a red wine, would you, like, throw them out or just That's look at them? Well, you know, you know Joe's known for his I was about uh, to say. elitism <laughs> well, when it comes well, we to... He has a waiter our, that says, no, you don't. Our, our wine company, when you know, they take our menus, and then they have their wine experts, and they match the dishes, and they give us a three different selections on wine. For really? example, if, if you're not sure what to order with your dish as far as wine, and, and the menu says, you know, we prefer this wine, this and this and this with certain dishes, which is, it's very nice of them to do that. Well, I mean, it is nice. That's one thing I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. A lot of people, you know, they're they're not sure, and so it kind of helps them out to make a decision. Dick's still trying to figure out if red or white wine goes with Cheetos. He still can't figure it out. I don't don't drink wine. Cheetos, they go good on by themselves. I I had Cheetos. I had had, (laughs) they're orange. So I had had flaming hot Cheetos in a uh, quesadilla. God, the new ones are so hot. From a food truck, it was strange. We're still going to do that Dorito test thing for you oh, i like spicy stuff one so yeah day. bring if you get that ultimate hot i'm gonna chip, go on ebay i'm gonna yes. get it as a matter of fact i tried one man uh, it was hot yeah it that's what uh, do you like hot food hot. I, I love hot food me too and i like it i like that and uh well i'll be the voice of reason in this conversation well now i know that. i can get that sauce see i like that idea the, the that, diablo sauce yeah thing? so i can just oh, like yeah. i can go what am i feeling pasta wise and i'm like just add the, the diablo. Well, when i take you you'll you'll burn your mouth off i'll burn off all your taste buds with the diablo sauce which means more tiramisu for me because I'll still have taste oh, buds man. afterwards. You're going to love the tiramisu. What? Well, do we eat that first or second? It's just, yes. <laughs> well, I have real estate, and it fills up, so I need to. we need to make that decision. There's always room for, for tiramisu. That's the worst thing about Italian food is it fills you up so it, fast. It does. It really does. So, I mean, that's the only thing I don't like about it, because I know I'm going to walk home like with a kind of like... <laughs> Waddle a, home. Painfully. Yeah. Yeah, you know who you know who uh, picks you up at Joe's, Uber. So you know that's kind of a nice thing. There you go. Yeah, just go get drink all the wine. <laughs> at Joe's. We, we we have a pretty good selection. Really, at the, at the very reasonable prices. Yeah. Do you have beer? Yes. Do you have liquor? Beer? Uh, no. No. We just have a beer and wine. Okay. No draft beers. And coffee. When, once we started, well, fourteen years ago we had a draft, but uh, we didn't sell much and. When you don't sell much, it, it kind of builds up the gas on the lines. Mm-hmm. So it's that, one that's more thing just, to manage. Yeah. It's so much so that's why we, we got rid fridge. of that, and we just do the bottles. Much easier. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't get beer when they're drinking or eating uh, Italian food, too. Yeah. Right? The wine thing is like... A, Mostly it's wines, yeah. Beer is usually with uh, sandwiches or uh, yeah. pizzas. Yeah, right. And, uh, okay, cool. I mean, like, uh, again, we're talking to Joe. What's his, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm not, is it Haley? Halidi. 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 So I pronounced it correctly, mm-hmm. I hope. Okay, so here's your, uh, you know, one of the other questions, just because I like to do this from time to time. If you could only use um, Alfredo sauce or marinara, red sauce or white sauce, like from now on forever. The other one was gone forever. Red sauce. Wow, Okay. I grew up in it. Okay. I grew up eating that, so it's it's, it's really hard to so, not to go with it. Well, it's probably better preserved too. I think if you do. 
Well, yeah, because it's made from tomatoes. I'm presuming yeah. the white sauce is like from creams and correct yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you can't like keep that. that for that long. So well, I just have to eat that? it all up, up front. But uh, another dish that we have, we call that a pink sauce because it looks like pink. Okay. We mix the uh, tomato sauce with the Alfredo sauce. Mm. And Best it's a, of both worlds. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's it's very good. You know, it's funny. I don't think because Lord knows I've eaten Italian my whole life. I don't think I've ever seen that, like a, a mixture. Yeah. Well, you know, people test wow. things. Actually, let me ask you this, Joe. What other outside of Italian food food do you like? I, I like. <laughs> when you steaks. don't eat at your restaurant. Where do you go? Oh, definitely American food. Okay, what is American food to you? Uh, definitely home cooked meals. Okay, like, like kind of casseroles uh, yes, or like casseroles, midloaves, steaks. Definitely. Yeah, that's man. I had a steak last night. It was good. Uh, no, can never go wrong with those, man. Well, I mean, like I think that's kind of fun, especially in the Houston in this area is. You can combine a lot of different cultures, genre food, and make it kind of infusioned. What do you see Italian food getting infusioned with? Well, that's that's a very good question. Because you know, okay, let me mm. let me let me come mm-hmm. with this. So Holly uh, introduced me to this company. They started in Austin, and they make uh, they look like miniature calzones. I don't know the term. It's like empanadas, no, but inside it's Greek. It's it's olives. Uh, hard-boiled egg and beef, but they're like they look like little uh, calzones. I, I, yes, I, I saw them. And then you can buy them in the store now. She like freaked out when we we're in the frozen area, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this, they're actually doing this!" And there used to be a food truck. They're very good, but I was like, I did not expect this. Like I was thinking a calzone because it looks like a little calzone. So I was thinking cheese marinara and then yeah. some type of meat. So what do you see, you know, Italian food kind of going with? Because I know seafood is the wow. entry entry point for a lot of different cultures because there's so many cultures out there that have been practicing cooking their own type of seafood forever. Because yeah. the pasta, is pasta even from Italian or is it Chinese? Where's the original pasta you know, pasta? The, the, the story goes that the Chinese created and we stole it. So, <laughs> Well, I don't think the old... Well, they were kind of asking for it with the whole Genghis Khan thing, so, you know. Yes. Well, I mean, how did this, well, because it's like, how did you end up with a spaghetti? And then did it start with the ramen? And well, then it started... every culture would have, like, a, a wheat flour-based pasta slash noodle. That you'd boil. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, every, like, every. It's like you're making the dough and the work through it and turn it into a pasta. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the pizza. You know, the pizza, say, that was uh, first discovered in the Middle East. And really? Then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, as a Roman Empire conquered that area, Alexander the Great, and they brought it, when they brought it back, you know how they do those flatbreads? Mm-hmm. So then they start adding in sauce and cheese and then kind of a just like this one, the pizza Whatever came. Whatever you want on top. To be a, yeah. Well, it's like the sandwich was invented by a, a compulsive gambler who didn't want to leave the table during a card game. So he had his servants bring in meat between two slices of bread. He was the Earl of Sandwich. How do you know that? Because like, how did you actually confirm that's real? You look it up. Google it right now. The Earl of Sandwich. Oh. He invented the sandwich. Because like, like, that's one thing that's interesting with the, your restaurant is you have you have so many types of base dishes that you can combine whatever. Yeah. So you oh, probably absolutely. get people coming in going, oh, I want a calzone, but this is what I want. This kind of cheese. This kind of X, Y, Z, and like all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, definitely. We would definitely give them the, the, those options, you know, to mix and match. And yeah. Because, you know, everybody has a different taste. We, we try to, we have about 78 items in a menu, you know, different variety for everybody. Because, you know, we, we have some people that they come, been coming for years and they say, you know, my, my wife loves your food and I, I don't like Italian food. But, you know, they have a Philadelphia steak sandwich and other stuff that they, 
that they like, and it kind of works out great. And you're, so you you can you can offer that to them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, is it's, that because it's, you're it's from New Jersey? Is that a Jersey thing? Well, yeah, part of it. Because people always ask, like, where do I get a really good Philly cheesesteak around here? Texadelphia. Like, someone asked me that. Texadelphia. And I was like, honestly, I don't. Because, no, because Texadelphia is not the traditional Philly cheesesteak. I know. I don't like the traditionals. Uh, so so, so I mean, should I point people your way? Oh, absolutely. traditional Oh, they, they'll love it, man. It's a 12-inch. It's got the mushroom, peppers, onions, mozzarella cheese, toasted. Okay, now that sounds we got to take out the uh, peppers. Oh, we can do it because it's no, not they made won't, They it. won't do that there. You know at Joe's, they don't. <laughs> oh, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. <laughs> Believe me, I've lived I my know, whole life doing this with I every meal I've Sean, had. I might think about it. But, uh, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, it's not made until you order pretty much. Everything, awesome. nothing is made until you order. So that's oh, why we can, yeah. uh, we can work good. with the dishes and change and take off well, items, add on items. Let's think about that for a second because I think with the COVID deal going on, what would you say to customers about your practices with COVID, is there anything that you you're kind of like, hey, we're, like you're wearing gloves right now, yeah, uh, like that's a big deal. Mask is that something Correct. like all your employees are wearing yes, masks? Definitely, and, and we then, we have to continue doing that. Yeah, and uh, and what, patrons, do they have to wear a mask? I imagine no, uh, no, definitely, definitely they don't. But they always call and yeah. double check see if we have anything like that or should they wear any mask. And uh, but no, they don't have to. And I mean, and that's what to me going forward. Where do you see the restaurant? Do you think it's a new standard for health and cleanliness of the restaurant, or do you see like, you know, in a year when they're like, oh, hey, it's gone, or whatever, whatever the the term is, you're like, all right, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Or what do you think? It's really hard to tell at this time. You know, it's just kind of like going day by day and see what do we get from the county judge's office or the governor. Okay. And there's you know, some X the, factors. You know, correct. if they find a vi- vaccine, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you know. But uh, as of right now, we really don't know. But as far as the cleanliness, we, we always kept up with it because we have inspections from a health department every three months. They come and inspect in and out. Well, that's what's so know. funny to me during the time people were questioning restaurants. I'm like, do you think they weren't already cleaning things before <laughs> yeah. COVID? But the mask thing was just a big. That's a that's a visual thing for people where they're like, oh, they're not wearing masks. We cannot eat. Oh, there. you 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 hear that a lot lately. Yeah. And people come in. Oh, we went to so and so place, and there was no mask, no gloves, and uh, definitely hear that a lot. So they they all appreciate it for for having these on. I'm going back to the health inspector thing. I think it's a job for us, Dick. Although we'd have like one restaurant a, a week, I think it's just ah, we're gonna have to try this dish now. Make sure it's it's safely prepared. <laughs> Well, I, I would always choose the hardest dish to make. I think if I was, like, into that position, what's the hardest dish you guys make? Uh, usually it's the seafood dishes. Like, uh, one, we have a fruity de mari. That <clears throat> it's sounds got the complicated. fish and shrimp, mussels, clams. Mm-hmm. What's the so. deal with mussels? <clears throat> why, is that, why is that good? I don't have any. Well, deal. I mean, like, I, I don't think I've ever eaten a good mussel. Really? You know you don't well, eat I mean, the outside part. That's, yeah. that's the shell. Well, what's the difference between a mussel and an oyster? Pretty much the same. Besides, mussels are a little bit smaller, but uh, I really don't see any other yeah, difference. Like, well, in the oysters, you can eat them raw, which is mussels. You have to cook them. Okay. You know, you have to put them in a water, boil them a little bit. But it's a very tricky because if you overdo it, it just becomes rubbery. And mussels so, don't make pearls. That's they're, correct. That, there's Here, he difference. learned that the hard way after, you know, 40 <laughs> hours. But, no, I, I just never, I don't know, every time I've, like, had a dish with mussels, and it's also, what's the uh, scallops? Scal- yeah. I'm like, why, why, why? There's so many better fish to eat than these two things. But then again, it's probably your favorite dish, and you're like, this guy has no idea. Uh, but is that, I, I don't know anyone. That my, well, that's I why I love watching Hell's Kitchen, because there's, like, all their chefs are purely incapable of cooking a scallop. 
don't know if you ever noticed that, but they I don't know like, how to. I mean, I with well, looking at them, like I don't want to deal with I'm that. Sure, with practice, one can get it down, but it just seems to be like no one. It's one of the signature dishes at that on that show. Yeah, I don't know. It's scallops. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, why you, you, like you it. can definitely messes it up pretty quick. I mean, it'll take 15, 20 seconds extra if you leave it on a grill or a pan. It's got like a texture just, of an apple. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird. Kind of toughens it up a little bit. So. It's weird. Hey, listener Clint wants to say that he must compliment you on the music. or that uh, Actually, that I must compliment you on the music. Every time he's in, he notes that Sinatra and Dean Martin are similar and enjoys, again, later, best background music within 100 miles. You know, I grew up in the music, and I, I love it every day. It's a, It goes on all day long. It's a... Pandora music, basically, is for commercial businesses. Of course, you have to pay for it monthly. And uh, you go to the radio, it says Red Pack Radio, and you play it. And oh, it just plays yeah. all day. And it's wonderful. Even when I go early in the morning, like 8 o'clock, I turn it on. Well, let's, I, let's, just, I enjoy it. Let's talk about that for real quick. Uh, what's the atmosphere Joe creates at the restaurant? So if I'm a new patron, possible patron listening right now, and I want to come to Joe's, like, what am I expecting? Well, we'll try to focus on a family atmosphere mostly and uh and trying to make it a great experience okay well that's good well, i can I win mean, i don't i mean Try I, it out. I don't have a family so i don't well you have your yeah. wife and you got me yeah. yeah we're family fair enough yeah like and I'm so we're, we're leaving today we got to figure out what the infusion meal will be i would i would say either maybe cajun or thai because of the spices I don't know if the tie would be probably uh, be a cross purposes because it's noodle based, though we're possible, but maybe. What's Greek, the, like what's the something make sure with the Mediterranean? Yeah, Greek. yeah, Greek. Yeah, Greek would be a good one. Because the pizza is the Kinda. easiest one because yeah. it has a base, and you're like, all right, just put whatever toppings that could be a con- like the pineapple. Like to me, that's an infusion style, right? Because you're putting <laughs> pineapple on it. I've had it before. It's all right. No, why why hating on the pineapple? I've, I've actually had it. I, the only, I think don't the care only topping I dislike, because, I mean, mussels, they're not horrible. Yeah. And, like, scallops are not horrible, but I'm like, why would you choose to get that? There's you you just have to get used to it. But, know? I mean, there's so many better options. That's in my mind. I'm like, if I'm going to spend money or if I'm going to spend time cooking, I'm like, I'm going to do, like, a shrimp, like a good shrimp or, like, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, the Or anchovies. Anchovies, I, that has to be the most acquired taste Growing up, because every time I buy into one, all I can taste are bones. And I think it's my mental thing. And saltiness. And saltiness, yeah. Same thing with oysters. Oysters aren't bad, but I'm like, they're. I feel like I'm just eating salt. Snot. Snot. <laughs> yeah, salt snot. Which I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm great but, with that. But it, it, it's very man. interesting because we sell quite a bit, but it's it's always a side of anchovies with a pizza or with a dish. So you can add your because own. Because they always say, like, well, either my husband or my wife doesn't like it. So can you put it on the side? Would you cook them? Or do you, I mean, how do you, because I, I imagine you put them on the pizza, then cook it. Yeah, usually we just saute them a little bit with olive oil and garlic. And, and then add it after the pizza's kind of done? Or yeah. like No, most of the time, sometimes on the pizza, but most of the times it's on the side, you know, like a little container on the side. Yeah. And, but uh, like an yeah, my wife's an anchovy fan. Are you serious? Oh, she has yeah, sardines and anchovies, yeah. I mean, I, I just. I, I can take or leave them. I just find it funny because with anchovies, that means that pizza is, I think, the only dish on the planet where it's a single dish that you can literally have all the food groups represented fruits, vegetables, seafood, meats, wheats, grains. Yeah, I believe it. There's no, I can't think of any other food, you know. Okay, let's talk about that because we got 10 minutes left. Okay. Joe, so, when going forward with all these food crazes and stuff, 
Like, you're making everyone hungry, by the way. On the f- I don't doubt it. The food's good, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was always thinking about that too as a restaurant where it's like the keto diet's the newer thing, and then back, you know, especially with the, the anti carbs. Yep. Because I mean, you can't think of carbs and not think of Italian <laughs> food. And unfortunately, I mean, but like when you when you have to deal with that as a restaurant, like how do you create the atmosphere for people to be like, hey, you know, say you don't like carbs, but we do do these kind of dishes. So for people who are listening right now are big on I don't want to do carbs. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to drop some pounds. So I'm becoming carb conscious. If I came not if when I come in to Joe's, what would I order that would make me feel good about myself? A salad. Besides a salad, it's rabbit food. Scallops. <laughs> you see these? These are these are meat eating teeth. Hey, these hey, means God or I mean, Darwin's anchovies on the side. Well, uh, a lot of dishes that we have, you can definitely substitute the pasta for vegetables, either okay. the side of vegetables oh, okay. or add extra vegetables to the to the dish. But we'd be you know definitely lately for the last two three years, I've become very big with a. Uh, with gluten. like the keto diet yeah. and people gluten-free. watching and uh, with uh, all of the gluten-free and stuff. As a matter of fact, it, the beginning of the year, we added the gluten-free pasta, but then when the, <laughs> the pandemic hit, <laughs> we had to take them off. And uh, so now we, as we're going back to normal, kind and of. Maybe in a year or two. So we're going right? to add it on. Uh, probably by next month, we do the gluten-free because it's, it's really the number has been increasing and people switching from regular to gluten-free pasta, e- even though they, they really don't taste as Good as the I regular I've pasta. Had, I've had gluten-free pizza and all that kind of stuff. To me, it's like, like fat-free sour cream or something. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, there's something like That's why I think I like spicy food so much. Yeah. Because at one point, you can't really taste all of what's going in your mouth. You're just getting the spice. You're like, all right, I can eat this gluten-free stuff. Just pour on the sauce. Yeah, but uh, starting next month, we'll definitely do that. But uh, yeah, any, any dish that we have available in the menu, it's uh, you can substitute for vegetables instead of a pasta. Well, we've got listeners, like, piping up with their favorite dishes here. And it's just making me really hungry. Uh, So, Jay Stittleberg says fried oysters with pico and crystal hot sauce. I don't know. I think it's just something he likes. Grilled chicken with no sauce and veggies. Dennis says you guys serve a basket of bread and a dipping bowl of oil and vinegar, which is wonderful. That sounds like the most Dennis thing ever. I just eat bread. I'm the guy that comes there and eats bread. Oh, dude, if I could get away with it. I'm telling you. If I, well, if I don't, like the I never make is, that mistake when I go to Joe's or any type of restaurant that serves bread. I like, I refuse to eat the bread because I'm like, I'm getting some food. Like, I'm like the guy in Deep Impact. You know, when you know the asteroids a year away from wiping us out, every meal is going to be with bread. Bread. Oh yeah. yeah, that 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 has become a customer's favorite. The bread and olive oil and garlic. We do yeah. olive oil with fresh like garlic, estate, basil, man. and real yes. estate. You gotta save room for the good stuff. Oh yeah, well, not saying know, the bread. If you eat it early so enough in the morning, you'll 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 be okay. Not not saying bread's bad, but it's just like I get upset uh, yeah, with yeah. myself where it's so good. Like especially anything with shrimp, I'm like, oh, it's so good. I wish I had more room to eat this. And then not with anchovies though. I'm like, no, I want to get rid. of I'll eat all the bread. No, no no kippers for breakfast. No, I just don't get it, man. I just that's the one thing that I haven't really gotten used to when I. When I see people enjoying that food, I'm like, how do you yeah. enjoy it? That has to be a kid thing. Like, you're growing up and your your mom's like, here you go. This is, this is really good. Well, I want to remind people that on June 15th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Joe and Joe's is hosting a Teacher Appreciation Day. If you're any kind of educator or work in a school district, I'm, I'm hearing, like, if you're the yep. hallway janitor or something, try to bring some kind of, you know, evidence that that's your, your vocation. And they're going to have up to 2,000 meals 
for these people. We're between 11 and 1. Between 11 and 1. And they're being served by county leaders, Our I county guess. leaders, yes. Yeah. I see that we're not on that list, Dick. Well, I'm, I'm just, definitely, I'm I do not want to be a leader. I've, oh, we can't help, you know, so, some are born to leadership, others have it thrust upon them. Not yet. We're getting there. I don't want to deal with that, especially the <laughs> accountability thing. Like, Especially at this time, but they they, oh, they yeah. really, really did a good job. You think We're so? proud of them. You, really, oh, you absolutely, think with absolutely. the COVID? Because the only thing I've probably had the biggest concern or complaint about is the communication. Do they communicate with you very, like, here's what you need to do as a restaurant? Or was it more of you? Oh, yes. You have oh, to go- abs- absolutely. They definitely kept us up to date, especially when, when this was going for those almost two months we were shut down. I mean, literally everybody called on a daily basis to check, see how we do. Yeah, just he, supporting I got to get to us. his position where he's getting Even some calls. of them that came and delivered food to the departments, like our uh, district attorney, Brad Legan, came and, uh, on the weekends, load him up his SUV and just go to the places, take the food to hospital districts. Wow. And, Local police departments, and uh, I mean, all of them have been wonderful, man. I've been constantly a, judging political leaders just because you always think they're doing it for something else, right? For those yeah. votes. But I mean, it seems I'm, like a lot of stuff, uh, speaking of our county, I'm it seems kidding. like a lot of stuff they do kind of goes unnoticed. But, you know, if, if something goes wrong, you know, that makes a big news. But uh, all the other stuff mm-hmm. that they do is yeah. just kind of. Yeah, the simple fact that. The, I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't know which leaders will be there, which is a good thing, which means that they're not going, oh, look at me. I'm being yeah. nice to the world. They're doing it out of well, goodness I know, of their heart. I know why they're doing it with Joe, because it's good food. And they're like, no one can really judge me for handing out good food, right? If anything, it's a double plus. Because people are like, oh, thank you so much for this delicious food. Who gave it to me? Oh, Brett Ligon. I remember that guy. He gave me that delicious food. Well, right? so I'd be delivering it because right? hopefully like, someone won't be at home, so it's one extra for me. To take care of. Well, you know, we don't want it to well, go to waste. You know, Marquio was totally putting the extras in his car. I mean, come on. <laughs> he needed, I, I don't remember that's the why he needed more <laughs> eggs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, when we did the like the grand finale after we're done for two months serving them every day, uh, Marquio, as a matter of fact, he had hurt his leg a few days before. It was really bad, and mm-hmm. he came like that limping and served that day for like three, four hours. It was a Monday. Uh, May 18th, May 19th, wow. I think. He really did stood there. Well, I mean, that's and that's what's amazing. So from Dripping with 11, eggs, 11 to 1, yeah. It was a... <laughs> yeah, now you got me all tangled up in my mind. Uh, so from 11 to 1 on the 15th, educators, you're going to be serving food. Just if so, the, be, They're being served food. Yeah, the yes. program is go to Joe's. I put the address in the description. Uh, show up between 11 and 1, have some sort of proof that you're an educator, and they'll come. Be to prepared your, to answer algebra questions. They come to your car and give it to them? Like it's, yes. Yeah, so it's very quick They can friendly. come out of the car if they feel like it, take a picture with our county leaders, and, you know, they just can want I to get thank them the for their service. What's, yes, what's you, the can boat do, you can do that. <laughs> I want to get in that boat. We want to reenact that scene from Titanic, so. <laughs> well, I wonder, is there, isn't there a person in the boat? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying yes. To, there's a statue in the boat, right? Or, a, oh, yes. okay, a statue. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I'm thinking what I could do. How would you feel if I commissioned a statue of me doing the George Washington kind of thing? I'm sitting on oh, the Oh, like the crossing tip. the Delaware? Yeah, I'm sitting on top, <laughs> and it would be me. Hey, that, and, that sounds pretty good. And we could do a flag for Joe. I'll be holding the flag, and it'll, it'll <laughs> Viva la Joe or something like that. I think that would be pretty good. I'm a fan. So, uh, again, folks, all the description. I'm going to put more info about the May f- or June 15th kind of stuff. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, well, you did bring us food. 
So what we're going to do uh, going out, let's show it to <laughs> That's people. That's right. Suck at people who aren't here in the studio with us. That way they can us. go. You're open. What time do you open in the mornings? We open at 11. So right there, right after the show ends, go get some Joes. Uh, you, you set up the food. Go, go, go. Um, so what did you bring us today? Today I brought you a pizza, guys. Uh, pizza. Pepperoni pizza. Anchovies. Thank you. Uh, hamburger pizza and a half and half. One half cheese, half hamburger salads. Behind Joe here, and then we're moving over here to me here. Yeah. I'm going to make fun of my wife who's not here with us. Well, I'm just <laughs> glad I had the opportunity to bring you guys some. Uh, it was Hold on, let me get back on. It was amazingly sweet of you to do that. We, we uh, it's, appreciate it. It's my it. pleasure. All right, the and then, on. And show, us, show us. There we go. Ready? Is the camera on? Yeah, show us. Oh my gosh! Look at that. That was made with love. I don't know. When, I don't want to know what that means. That, don't say that. That's okay, weird. you want you want to hear something funny? What, what it's trying to tell you? I made it. Oh, okay, he good. did. But no, seriously, <laughs> it's you can tell it's like hand tossed pizza and stuff. It's not the generic pre-processed dough that some other places. I don't really know I'm just because kidding. it's got ridges and it's not 100. percent Oh, here's you know, the critique. It's, what, it, what it's trying to tell you when you see a pizza perfectly shaped. I mean, either it was the crust was ready or was made earlier, yeah. or mm -hmm. or made by a machine. As Robert Frost said, the the concept of perfection: you take something perfect and you add a little flaw to it. Here you go. He got you a salad. I think the pizza's for okay. Me. I'm going keto I think tomorrow that, today. I think that's what's going there is on. Pizza today. Mm. So everyone can order pizza right now. Are you, do you when you open at eleven? Does that mean like you don't take orders till like at eleven? Oh no, we, we take. Orders from early in the morning, basically. I'm usually there like a little after eight o'clock now, yeah. and uh, well, you're constantly making food, in. man. Yes, that's amazing. Yes, <laughs> My wife's so now mad. I get to go after eight. So, <laughs> My wife's mad you at know me what? right now. If you're a listener and you want to stop by the studio, I imagine we'll have a slice and you can. <laughs> but you have to promise to what go to Joe's afterwards. What are you doing? taking pizza out of mouths of starving. You are people. not going to be able to eat, but any like most of that pizza, dude. It's not important right now. Oh. Well, <laughs> this this is my pizza. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Okay. Without me, my pizza is nothing. Well, that's that's Without fine. my that's pizza, fine. I am nothing. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming in and kind of talking about the history of Joe's restaurant, Italian restaurant, and, and then, thank uh, you for being like seriously. Dick's talked about you a lot on the air and stuff about what just a community presence you are, and I'm so glad that you've been able to make it through these last few months thank to you. continue it, and hopefully that serves as an example to some other business leaders like desperately trying to hold on that there's kind of light at the end of this tunnel. Well, I, I that's, think... That's very true, man. And uh, the, the community has been great, man. And I thank him for, for everything. Literally, as we were going through this, yeah. like when people will call and order, you know, as they order, we'll tell them, like, yeah, food will be ready in 20 minutes. They're like, uh, no, actually, it's going to take an hour because that's how far we live. But we just want to... We've never been there. And we don't care how your food tastes, but uh, <laughs> thank you for what you're doing. We want to come and support you so you can keep doing... And uh, it, it was wonderful, man. It was very That's emotional, cool. and I loved it. And especially one of the stand, kind of stands out. A lot of people did that, but one girl, I'll say she was no older than 20 years old. She drove all the way from College Station to pick up oh, two wow. dishes. And so to, they to got thank their... us for what we were doing. <laughs> I guess she used to live in a county, and then she moved to College Station, school probably. And she came, and then she told but us. It, it was very moving. It was a very yeah. touching moment. So they're at 75% capacity starting day in the dining room. Uh, I presume there's delivery or at least uh, to-go. Yeah, we also have the curbside available. Curbside. Um, and the cater. 
Well, so, I think uh, Joe, your next move is you're going to be doing the the political picks. You got to tell us who you're not putting signs out. So actually, no. Well, g- g- giving you that is just like giving you the recipe of yeah, the well, red just, sauce. You just got to yeah. drive by and have a look. And well, then, yeah. basically, yeah, but process just, of elimination. What sign is not in front of Joe's? <laughs> you know, that's, that's why you've seen laundry signs when the laundromat signs when they're upside down. You know why? Because it would get people to stop and go, hey, you know your lawn, your sign's upside down? Really? And like, well, yeah, and while you're here, have hey, a... That, that's a good marketing strategy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could do that with your new statue you're putting out there. I with think he's trying to tell the, me the I should, dick, do, I should do it with the political signs. And put them up. Turn them yeah, upside just, down. Yeah, turn them upside down. <laughs> hey, you, you see that? <laughs> what is that? What, what's the, like, oh, what's yeah. the heavy meaning? When did you come for lunch? That's hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, How come you don't have this person's sign? That's a good question. Why don't you order the pasta print of the while we talk about it? All the, all the information on Joe and stuff is available in the description. Uh, again, they're open uh, 75% today. Don't forget June 15th. For the teacher appreciate education, teacher appreciation from Support 11 Support local. And this is awesome. Business yeah. office cleaning oh, is that's, I turned that off real fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to be closing today's show. Actually, that was an automatic timer right there. So that we've been on for a whole hour talking. Well, this really. is a great guy to talk uh, to here. You got to come back again. You don't have to bring food, but just come talk with us you. some more about that. Well, I got to make sure to bring tiramisu next time. Oh, Lord. Wait, he's so, already. So he can try. He's it. already controlled. No, we're gonna come. Yeah, we're we'll, gonna come. we'll, we'll come to you next time. Definitely, definitely we'll come to you next time. This next week, we're coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well cool. no, then we can sit more people. <laughs> right. No, I want the whole restaurant to myself. No. Uh, Everyone have a wonderful weekend. That's, that's what I told Holly when we go. When it was at twenty five percent, I was like, just think this an, think of it as an exclusive place. That's right. Members we're, only. Club. We're members only at twenty five percent capacity. Guys. Hey, everyone, make good life choices this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna what? be a, it's gonna be a beautiful weekend here in Montgomery County. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys later. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.